podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max. Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Wait, hello. Thank you for joining us for season 19, episode 5 of Happy Church. Five? 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 Happy Church RPG podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Gina. I'm Stork. And I'm Kimmy. Page the first. Done. In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, Andreas writes in with some feedback and some comments about leveling. (laughs) Steve writes in... I made a leveling gesture for those of you listening at home. Not balancing, but leveling. Leveling. It actually looked like a crustacean sort of move. Hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Steve writes in about players who don't want to fit in at all. Mm-hmm. Axel writes in with some thoughts about writing a good story. And the Mad King Christopher sends us a <laughs> cautionary tale. Nice. You can email us to happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Seems like somebody named Mad King Christopher should send us a, a cautionary tale. Yes. Oh. Right? Come on! That's Come on! Hilarious. <laughs> My 12th grade English teacher would have thought that was hilarious. Yeah, well... Yeah. You should uh, <laughs> follow the- Chop. Chaucer Duff tweet on Twitter. Oh, really? It's really funny. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Chaucer. Chaucer Duff tweet. Chaucer Duff tweet. Chaucer Duff tweet. I saw a picture. It was, it's from, uh, like, the d- depressed Vader or something. Oh, really? And it's a coloring book. It's a picture out of a coloring book. And it's two stormtroopers in the background and Kylo Ren. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's holding his lightsaber. So whoever it was took a red crayon and filled in the lightsaber, and I said, well, I guess I'm done. Because all of the rest of it looks exact. There's nothing to color. Yeah. Kylo Ren is black, and yeah. and the stormtroopers yeah. are white and black. you got to see it. Yeah. It's so it's, great it's, on an auditory <laughs> podcast to I be describing. Oh, or for us who like can't see it either because you don't have it here in front it's of us. It's all black and white. It I get really it. That was the whole point. Yes, it's like so. a picture of Felix the yeah. Cat. A coloring book with Felix the Cat. That's exactly what it's like. Or Sylvester yeah. the... Whatever he was. Okay. Or Pepe Le Pew. Okay, oh. I get that one. Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> no, I, he's French. I, I wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. However, we're sitting on a three-month backlog of email. Right That's now. why. That's because these are a little shorter. because These are shorter, time. and it's, it's, it's filling up. So Yeah, drink fair time since... Lots of us have to be at fair early the next morning. We do a little bit shorter shows. And there's not... Um, the, and the emails are still coming in. Mm-hmm. And we're now doing emails... I think we're now doing some emails from... We're still mostly February, but a couple in March. Okay. <coughs> and it's now almost the end of April. Yeah. It's not <coughs> as bad as it has been. It ebbs and flows. It does. You can follow us on Twitter. If you want to follow us on the tweeters. Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. You can also follow us on Instagram, HappyJacksRPG, all one word. We're on Facebook, too. And if you want to follow me on Mastodon, <coughs> you can follow me at srvenable at noagendasocial.com. You can follow me on Mammoth. It's a much older version of Mastodon. <laughs> but it's bigger. I thought that was the other way around. I think so, too. Don't correct me. <laughs> so any of, all of you like cutting-edge Mastodon users out there, yes. yeah. I'm there with you. I am impressed. There's a lot of people on Mastodon. Yeah, they're really? all Linux users. I sort of heard you guys talking about it the other night. Yeah, because I well, the, the whole the whole point of it is, <laughs> you, you anyone can run their own server. 
That's interesting. So there's all these oh. instances of servers, and all of the servers connect through what's called a federation. Mm-hmm. So that's what they, that's what they call it. So you have your federation feed, which is that is the least surprising thing I've ever heard. Everything right. from it's all it's the it's the old Twitter firehose. Right. When Twitter had, you could mm-hmm. see everything that was tweeted out. Mm-hmm. That's what the federated feed is on Mastodon. Okay. Um, or you could just look at your server. Like I'm on the server for No Agenda because I'm a No Agenda No Agenda listener. Okay. So there's a bunch of people on there for that. Okay. And, that and the No Agenda server, surprise, surprise, is being banned everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blame you. I have nothing to do with it. I haven't even I haven't even tooted once. That's what they call it on Mastodon. What's Mastodon? Ah. Mastodon's toot. Right. Oh my god. But I, I would I'm, I may try to set up our uh, Happy Jack server. Yeah. Let's do that. And see if we can get banned. Or an RPG. Well. Or just an RPG one. Yeah. Yeah, and then Happy Jacks can control the RPG yes. server. I have to see how much. It uses because I mean I mean oh, to get a to dedicated server. Oh, I got it. You have to actually it. install okay. it on a server, and we're using a shared server right now. Okay. So, but you, I can go to a desi- dedi- de- dedicated server, which means that we actually have our own in mm-hmm. wherever they mm-hmm. are. Um, it's a little bit more month at this point. It's not that much more a month. Right. So, speaking of money, yes. Oh, this is my segue for you. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. ready to go. What am I? Oh, Patreon. Uh, the, if you'd like to support us, you can support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com/srvenable. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's linked on the website. Yeah, page. or if you just look, if you just go to Patreon and just search Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, it pops up. Right. Um, we just did some updates, actually, literally like half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we've added some new rewards and we've moved some stuff around a little bit. Um, so starting at $2 an episode, which is, we just count the, the podcast episodes, basically $2 a week. Um, you now have access to in-character diaries for our actual play of Yay. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so our fifth edition. And what's going to happen is we're going to have at least one game at a time, one of the actual plays, have running diaries by in-character diaries from the players. Um, we can't see each other's, but you can log in and see all of them. Um, so we might say mm-hmm. things that other people, like what we think about them. So and so is Yeah, totally. Um, and you might start seeing like dynamics that we don't see as players, so it's kind of a, a cool, special thing. Um, and uh, that will continue even after Dungeon, uh, even after Deserts of Despair, our D and D five E game is over. We're going to have another actual play pick that up. Um, <laughs> we also added we're going to have digital extras starting at the three dollar level. Right. Um, cool. So that'll be uh, characters we've run in uh, from. Uh, you know, conventions or one shots or setting information. The first thing is set to go up probably next week. Yeah. So there's a setting information. I know at one point I put a bunch of the Wild Towns characters I ran in a game in there. Um, that might be digital art that we use and, you know, show at our games. Um, just a bunch of random stuff that we can just send to you digitally through the Patreon. And then there's going to be a super special thing for people who are $5 and above because that's pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, and you will get randomly throughout the year cool stuff shipped to you. That's awesome. And it will be mailed to you. It will be an actual physical thing. It will change up what it is, kind of depending on whatever we want to do. Um, and we won't tell you when something's coming. After we send it, we'll talk about it I'll so you'll know it's coming then. But So there won't mm. be... It won't be a heads up. It'll be cool surprises. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah. So, awesome sauce. Yeah. Um, so, if you're interested, happyjacks.org slash Patreon. Um, all your money does go to setting up the studio, 
getting content on here, all that stuff. It does not go to paying our rent or things like that. So not yeah. yet. Not yet. Someday. <laughs> goals. All right. Hashtag. RPG if you'd like to watch us live, you can watch us at uh, happyjacks.org slash live. You can also go to happyjacks.org slash twitch or slash YouTube and watch there uh, in the streaming flavor of your choice. In the tubes. Is that your dog? No. That's my dog. Yeah. My dog has a deeper deeper bark. Even though your dog's littler. Yeah. That's hysterical. He's well, got like the she's old excited. man bark. She's excited right now. Yeah. She's like, there's another player. There's another person to play with. Oh my god, I'm going to funnel him around until he bites me. Oh my god, he bit me. I'm so excited to see him. But he's so much smaller than I am. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your dog. I'm going to sit on him. Your dog. Yeah. I'm a dog. You're a dog. We're you're dogs. Dog. Let's move each other's butt. We're dogs. <laughs> Oh my god, you're a dog. It's the best day ever. Yeah. Did you ever hear the song about why dogs smell each other's butts? No. There's, is there a Yes, you've told me about that before. I have to I, I, I have to find a recording of that song because I want to cover it. What the when the, when the, the dogs all went to the dog meeting. Yeah. And when they walked in, they all hung their assholes on the hooks by the door and they run in and have their meeting. And then someone sets a fire. So they all rush out and they're in such a hurry they don't they just grab an asshole off the hook. They don't look for their own. And that's why dogs, to this day, sit around and sniff each other's assholes, because they're trying to find their own. It's a song. That's either that's really the, sweet or kind of like Hellraiser. It's hysterical. It's, a, okay. it's like a little, like... <laughs> it's just it's like body, body parts on in the house. In the house. Okay. In the house, uh, on the left door, mm-hmm. that doesn't... That ain't gonna... Why not? No, your spit is not going to have enough electricity. It's magical. Last, no, sometimes that works. Yeah. Okay, you could you you would have the yeah. the new battery by now. Electric personality. No, see, it's totally worked. Yeah. Is the battery leaking? No. no. Sometimes if you just spin them, they get like a dead spot. Yeah. yeah. Or if you lick on them, it helps. It won't the last very long. I don't know why it worked. Help. Yeah, it'll work for a little while. Well, that doesn't draw very much power. No, it doesn't draw any power. It just makes it easier for no, you no, to draw no, power. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying that the mouse doesn't draw. Oh, okay. I'm like I know my spit doesn't draw any power. I know this. It's probably water conducts. So yeah, that is. It, it helps the condu- the conduction. Come between on, them. guys! Don't look, please. <laughs> this <laughs> is not a science start, RPG. Okay, all right, okay, good. So I'm going to stop now. I think it's, you guys. it's magic. I think it's oh, actually magic. It's magic. It's magic. It's magic. It's magic. It is. I don't believe in it. Yeah, uh, it's like magic <laughs> unicorn spittle. That's so not what it is. <laughs> and, and no one brought one of those unicorn drinks. Because no one wants 80 Nobody grams of carbohydrates. For a huh? 16 ounce, yeah. The you see that? No, I, I, I uh-uh. saw somebody put a, a, a thing about it, and I'm like, I don't even know what those it's are. Like this They're supposed to taste purple, gross, too. Purple and pink monstrosity. They're oh, selling yes, at, I saw at that. Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even yeah, tell you last gross. time I was in the Starbucks. So. I go every morning and get a cup of coffee. Yay. Boy, good. Decaf. They are so excited to see you and just have you order coffee right now. They don't even have to talk to me because I use the app. I just oh, walk nice. in and pick it up and leave. I say thank you. Yeah, and they know you because it's probably the one. Yep. Oh yeah, they, the cars they, aren't even yep. warm by the time you they all know me, mm-hmm. and they all know my name. Norm. Half the time I'm in there, with, yeah. I'm wearing a shirt. I know. I thought the same thing. Feedback and a topic from Andreas. Hi, Stu and the car lifters. Jonas. Hi, Jonas, and you other Swedes. Yeah, I know you're supposed to be inventive here. I'm a traditionalist. Oh. All right. <laughs> we accept it. I just listened to episode 1816 where Stephen S.W. wrote in about damage. This just made me sigh. <sighs> he cites <laughs> Apocalypse World and Fate as systems where damage matters, and it's not just some points off of a pool. Then comes the dreaded words, that's not how the real world world works, and something to that effect. Sigh. Mm-hmm. 
Stork is naturally on the spot on on with D and D. What? Oh, spot we, I thought on. we banned this guy. I, <laughs> Are you? Were you drinking? It's not my nature to be spot on. Another you know what? Rule thirty-eight, existence. man. All right. Is the, the Stork with no beard? Must be yeah. right. Um, Stork is naturally on the spot with D and D, the infectioning. Do you remember this? Because I don't remember this. Well, I do remember going on about D&D and, and how... Go ahead and read yeah. it. It'll right. come clear. Games are not about the real world. It's about creating dam- drama. Fate is totally marinated in that ethos. And so, and it's so bloody ironic to use that game as an example of realism. Don't bring in the real world. That's capitalized. Uh, you play D&D, the infectioning. Stork and me and the rest of us <laughs> who want to have fun play another game. Okay. Oh, if you really want a game that's fast and fun, where wounds will give you penalties as you rack them up, play Savage Worlds. Insert space yeah! for Jim to go. Yeah! <laughs> you and and Jim curbs, still yeah. says he's a hero GM. And he hasn't GM'd hero in, what, five years? That's because you can't GM hero. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, that's probably true. You just tolerate it? No, no, no one employed can GM, can yeah. GM hero. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> still be rolling up characters. Retirees. Retirees <laughs> can... can Diaries with us. Now for something similar and maybe a topic discussion. Have fun. Are we allowed to? No. In 1805, that was a long time ago. Very specific. Someone wrote in (laughs) about there. Are there fruit flies in here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are totally. All right. So if, if if you see us twitching on cam here, it's because like there's fruit flies in our mouths. It's Tourette's. It's Tourette's. I've always wanted to have Tourette's. I'm going to pretend to have Tourette's when I'm an old man just so I can swear at kids on my lawn. Oh, I'm very good. And, oh, it's old man Wilson. He's, he's, got, he's got Tourette's. That's not actually how that works. Just, I'm just it, oh, no. I'm going to I'm gonna let the neighborhood that, know. Oh, that's so funny. That's Is there going to be a kid that lives across the street mm-hmm. called Dennis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. I've never heard that before, Stu. <laughs> I bet you hadn't. You're not an old man yet. Well, yeah, you are. Mr. All right. Wilson. In 1805, someone wrote in about a new player who excitedly cast their first spell, only to be disappointed when it only did D4 damage, as first-level spells do. You know what? Magic Missile at, like, level 20? Monster. But at level 1, not so much. If a spell has a fancy name, and you are playing a character that have powers beyond belief to your own mundane existence... Why would it do a measly D4 damage? Because the game is built on power creep. That's why. It sucks playing a first-level magic user. So why make the game that way? Kimmy can probably chime in on this with her MMORPG experience as they have a crazy leveling system. How often do you hear players of WoW claim that they had more fun at levels 1 through 7 than at 75. I suggest we should abolish the idea of leveling. Well, at levels 1 through 7, you're killing rats. Well, or you're just struggling to survive, and it was so much more, you had to think more, and at level 75, you're just going on massive raids, and and everything meant more at at levels 1 through 7. You're trying to, oh, I got new shoes, and now you're like, oh, I already got four of those, I don't need that anymore. I have thoughts. Yeah, I have thoughts, but continue. Uh... Oh, see, I, I'm assuming most players are going to rile against this. Uh, I suggest we should abolish the ideal idea of leveling. To tell a new player you must suffer a while before you start having fun is just moronic. 
a place I place before the jury the claim that the idea of leveling up and having power creep is not only gaming gaming games making games slow and boring at higher levels, it's directly harmful. Stu's D and D game is a prime evident is prime evidence oh. here. Yeah. Uh, I also claim Shots it's fired. It, no, no, he, but no, he's he's right because it com- the kind of slow combat's got one. Yeah. Um, I also claim it scares off new players and potential recruits to our hobby. That poor schmuck in the story from 1805 is my evidence here. I don't even remember who that poor schmuck was. I don't even remember if he was l- actually a schmuck. He might have been a schlemiel. You don't know this. That's a very important know. distinction. Yeah, it is. Uh, also, uh, I place before the court the players of Ashes of Exodus as my expert witnesses. Traveler is a game almost bereft of advancement. That is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you ha- are you all having fun? Are you all miserable because you never get to new level? Don't you feel Stu should punish you more at first level characters? I dare you to have fun. There you are, Your Honor. I present. I've presented my case. Drink. Hey. What, what, what is this wine? What is yes, this wine I'm excited. Dun dun dun. Does no. it have pot in it? No. Is that why it's called Chronic Cellars? No. Chronic Cellars is the red. Yeah. And it's called Dead Nuts. Yeah. It's awesome. Dead nuts. It's not D's nuts. No. No. It's <laughs> doesn't dead. taste like D's nuts. What? Dead. Dead. Dead nuts. But but, <laughs> but this is yummy. <laughs> I just saw. I had a picture of you. Went with. I'm Stop amazed it. you could do that. That's is that tooth, chronic too? Tooth and nail. No, this is fragrant snare. Yeah, by t- uh, and tooth and nail. nail. This one is a really like dogs oh, fighting. No, it's got a fox and a trap and a bear yeah. trap. That's why I guess it's not a bear trap. The fox is in it, but it kind of really. They could oh, a, bug, a fox could be it's in a bear still, trap. Is it still called a bear trap? If it's it depends a, how big it is. Set up for foxes. Uh, it's it's not what it catches. It's what it's meant to catch. Yeah, it's still proportional to a fox, but that way people know what it is. It's like well, the clampy one. I gotta know what the fox is saying. He's saying, "Ouch!" Yeah, ouch, 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 ouch. Have you heard their other song about? Um, <laughs> their one other song. <laughs> oh, it's hysterical! It's the funniest song ever about Stonehenge. Where the demons dwell? No, 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 no. They wrote a song about, like, what the fuck were they thinking? How the fuck did they build this fucking big, huge fucking thing? It's hysterical. Billing a henge, are we? I'm I'm not doing it justice. Whoever it was that did the, what does the fox say? It is hysterical. Oh, okay. So not the little children of Stonehenge. It's not the same people that let the dogs out. No. But what the fox? No. No. Okay. All right. So no leveling. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take issue because he specifically called me out with yeah, an RPG. Right. Go, Kimmy. I disagree with that. Um, I think once you have a care, like the first time I played WoW, like playing through those levels was amazing and super fun. Granted, like the next couple characters I tried to level up, not so fun because I've been through it already. Okay, and what do you call it after you've done, been through it once? Grinding. Grinding. Right, yeah. right, because everyone <laughs> thinks that's fun. Yeah, grinding. But the first yeah. time you play it, well, that not that kind of grinding. I was gonna say uh, there are kinds of grinding. Uh, I like there. certain kinds of grinding, but that's yeah. not the kind. Grinding is in the the daily grind at work. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that first time you play through, it is fun because everything around you is also at your level if you're in the right area. And it's new and it's exciting. Right. And, 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 and the rats can kill you. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's exciting it's when you finally kill that rats, stupid man. rat. Right. But like everything around there should be proportional. Um, and that's how a good D&D game or another type of game with leveling should be. Like, yeah, I guess if you really wanted to go to an area you thought you were going to die, the, the GM should let you. 
But for most of like what you're doing, it should be proportional. And I mean, there's some times you're not going to do with the GM plans, but the GM for the most part, your plan stuff that you, it's possible for you to succeed at. I, I agree. Cause I, well, I think it depends on the game you're playing. So mm-hmm. sometimes for example, we're playing the 5e game, yeah. Desert of Despair, and we started at level eight mm-hmm. and that was awesome. Um, so you skipped the grind. We skipped what some people would say is the grind. Right. If you were, I think, just learning a system, um, I think especially a system like D&D, uh, I think it would be really helpful to start at level one. Yeah. Um, and build your character up. There's a lot less for you to have to know right away. Absolutely. Yeah. Because sure. yeah, if you that. handed <clears throat> me a level eight sorcerer, it would probably be proportionally... Uh, more intimidating than a level one sorcerer. No, sure. it will be. They're, they're actually design. hard to play. Yeah. yeah. Or, 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 I mean, you end up walking down corridors. Yeah. Yeah. You got rapier. So many like, choices. Like, am I melee? Am I? Yeah. Should um, I use spells? Should I yeah. charm people? <laughs> yeah. Happening. Yeah. Really should save these spells. So I should probably just use my stick. Right. Yeah. A lot. And sorcerers are charisma based too. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're all good looking. That's why I'm fast playing hoppers. in the five E game. I've not played they're harder sorcerer than you think. and oh, they're yeah. more like a bard than they are a magic user. But anyway, yeah. carry I, on. I say that is true. Um, or if that's the arc you want to play, like I want to play. We've talked before about funnel games. Mm. Um, whether it's like a. a um, playing Torchbearer or Dungeon World, but you're going to play a funnel, so you're going to play a level mm-hmm. zero character that's just like like a potato farmer who picked right. up a mallet or a mace. Mm. And He's then been you, given the gift. He can yeah, shovel yeah. very, very well. Exactly. And then he happens to survive level zero and becomes level one. Or level one becomes level two. And I love like it's like he happens to you. Like, just, yeah. No, because sheer luck. No skill at all. For, well, <laughs> it is kind of lucky because mm-hmm. that's the whole thing about the funnel games is that you create usually multiple characters because uh. you are lucky <laughs> if they survive. Right. right. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. I'll play devil's advocate. What's a funnel game? Uh, a funnel is when you have like a, a bunch of like say level zeros characters, but you're playing a very basic character. You're a farmer. Mm-hmm. You're a merchant. You're not an adventurer. Why is it called funnel? And well, because you kind of uh, go through, like, say, your dungeon crawl or your castle, and you enc- the things you encounter, you're kind of funneled through funneled it. through it, and you're yeah, usually okay. kind right. of mm. lots of slaughter. That yeah, so sense. it's called. I th- guess that's why it's called a funnel. Funnel predates me, but that's been my experience with funnels. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I guess the other thing too is like. Depending on the system, like, I've had amazing games that started mm-hmm. at level one. And sometimes yeah. level one is more fun, because yep. you're just kind of wandering around the world, and maybe stuff you do is not so such a big deal. Like, once you become heroes later on, suddenly people are looking at you, and, like, expecting you to... So, that's, I think the GM... Go ahead. No, no, yeah. that's true. The GM kind of, as they... As you level... And I also, I also just, you know, throwing this out there, I love games that don't level. Like he's saying, the Traveler yep. game. Like the super yep. interested. Leveling isn't what motivates me in a game. Yep. But it's cool sometimes to be like, hey, you did all this stuff, so now you've learned how to do this other stuff. No, I think that's true, too. Sometimes leveling is a lot of fun. I'm playing a long-term fate game, and you don't, you can level, but there's not a lot of leveling involved. Right. But um, what you said is also true, I think, sometimes when you get more and more powerful. I remember playing a, a three-year Deadlands campaign, mm-hmm. and initially I was playing a, a character that was a magic user, but I decided I was a witch. 
um, but that she didn't really know she had these powers. So my early games were a lot about using everything that was mechanically a part of that character. Mm -hmm. But then the stronger you get and the more, you know, the stronger the stuff you go up against, (coughs) there is that game aspect where it's like people, you kind of have to rely on bigger, badder powers too. So there's maybe a little less feeling like you're kind of playing a well-rounded character and you're more playing a widget like in some circumstances I'm going to go back to what you said earlier about it being Mm -hmm. the game that you're playing for example when I'm playing a superhero game I kind of want to be effective I may not be the best one yet but I kind of want to be effective I want to you know you start out with your little power points or whatever or a group of superheroes or whatever and you start out with your thing and you assign them and you get your you know Flash character, or you get your Iron Man character, or whatever, and then from there on, you can level up and add to it, and you get better and better and better. But you would still want to be barely effective. With D and D, I remember when we first started, we had a rough time at level one and stuff. We were like, "What makes these people want to go do this stuff?" So we'd actually sort of start at level three, saying, "For especially mm-hmm. for a magic user, it's like you've gone through some training, mm-hmm. you've learned a couple of spells, you are now set out to go do your first thing, or you've gone through combat school, you you joined the military, <laughs> or you joined the local militia, so you learned how to swing a sword or whatever." You're slightly more dangerous than exactly you a one hit die character. You have a yeah. bit, sword. and you have a bit more of training because where else would you've gotten it? Right? Yeah. What would, would distinguish you? And from there, then, it's about that journey. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully your GM will give you a Harry Potter game where you are starting out really, really small things and then it gets bigger and bigger and worse and worse. It's not going to throw... It's funny you say Harry Potter because there was something about, you know, one D, a D4 magic missile that made me think of that same thing. It's like Harry well, Potter that's, in that's the first the, year... That's the cool thing about magic missile, especially the original. It's like it's, you get magic missile at, like, level one or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a really that and sleep. They're really useful. Yeah. And you're like, ah, I don't need magic missile anymore. But if you look at it later on, when you're like level twelve, I think you get a magic missile for each level you are. Yeah. So yeah, once you get you twelve, end up with a bunch of die. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> and people are like, Jesus. Yeah, you're yeah. Magic. You, you you get to add a die to it every couple levels. Yeah. yeah. Level. It used to be, I thought, every level, but well, regardless, it was still it could turn into a really gnarly. Power. It's still a lot of d fours. Yeah. It's always been an auto hit too, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Magic yeah. Missile. Yes. yes. And yeah. then the, the higher up you go, we'll cast magic because that that's magic what would suck even more. I can do as much damage. Once per day as a guy with a knife, but I still have to roll the hit? No. You can't, yeah. You can't, you can't do that to them. No. They're mages. I, I think... <clears throat> I personally think that most players like leveling. Mm-hmm. That has been my my observation. Players in the games that I've run, players get very excited mm-hmm. when they start getting close to what the next level is. because almost, almost all of them, without exception, will say, oh yeah, at this level I'm going to get this, or I'm going to get that at this level, or... Like shopping, <coughs> kind of yes, <laughs> but or, or like Christmas, you got like yeah. you get that point, you're like I get I get like get ooh it's a new package, I get to pick from stuff. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is with Traveler, it's still kind of a leveling game. Yeah, it's just not it's gear. not your stats. Yeah. It's gear. Yeah. yeah, it's not your stats. It's not your skills. It's well, what good stuff do you have? It, how good's your ship? How good are the weapons on your ship? Yeah. Are you carrying a cutlass or are you carrying a laser rifle? Well, and you can still train in things. Like, we do that yes, on, like, the long slow, trip. Though. It's slow, but, I mean, you still get that. Yes. So I feel like there's still, while it's not technically leveling, like, oh, here's a new level with all these shiny new things, it's still, like, an advancement system. Um, Every game has an advancement maybe, system. Yeah, you have to. Every game has an advancement yeah. Maybe part of it is the expectation, then. Uh, because if you go into a traveler game and you know you're not going to, it takes forever to get yeah. from level two to level three. But that gear is the, the thing. Gear there. is the the 
game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean literally. I want a Tech Twelve uh, yeah. Libra sword. Because, yeah. like I said, I, I've been playing um, this uh, Fate Iron Edda game, which is uh, sort of like uh, dwarven mechs and mm-hmm. uh, frost giants and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but we how don't. How do you have a dwarven frost giant? Uh, well, no, it's like you're bone bonded to a frost giant, and you're going up against you're not Dwarven Max. No, right. it's freaking awesome. It's called Ironetta. There's a okay. There's a apocalypse one and a fate one, but you don't really level. That you know, there's the potential for leveling in fate, but it it isn't happening to us that frequently. So we're, I mean. It's there is a different aspect of that game that is interesting and exciting to me. Where I think you're right when you're playing a game like Traveler, maybe it's or it's the gear. But when mm-hmm. I play in D and D or Pathfinder, I'm excited about leveling. Mm-hmm. I, and I love point by systems for that reason too. You're like you get to save up and then buy a new power oh my or, God. or level up. Like with Vampire, it's really cool. When you're like, ooh, do I want to spend these ten points on this or buy a new Hell one? Hell yeah! And that's much more. Again, it, like Kimmy said, it's like shopping. Yeah, I. I'm going to argue with Andreas in that leveling can be a pain in the ass, but if your GM mm-hmm. is cool and he builds your game around knowing the mm-hmm. fact that you're level one, you can have a great time. Yeah. Um, maybe it's more investigative. You know, you're going to come into a town and everybody's dead, and you spend time trying to figure out what it is, and you get experience from that kind of stuff. Right. Instead yeah. of just him throwing minotaurs at you. Oh, you're yeah. dead. Roll up a new character. It's, that's a bad GM who doesn't know how to how to how to massage this. Or perhaps you're working for a school like Harry Potter and they send you down into the basement and, right. and you literally have to kill rats, but perhaps they're mutated reps that can talk or whatever it is. Yeah. But they have to they have to work around the fact that you can die. You have paper armor, Absolutely. you don't have any experience, you have mm-hmm. to work around it and it can be a lot more fun. I, I think, find myself yeah. Having to think more at lower levels, mm-hmm. not necessarily talk my way out of combat, but use more tactics creative. more, a bit That's more strategy. Was, yeah, uh, not be afraid to run away. Yep, uh, and uh, on all levels. I mean, I mean, especially with the magic, you're like done, yep. done. Yep. Everybody help me. Um, yeah, or perhaps we can talk this out, or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kimmy. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, I think the real problem with leveling is when it becomes the motivation of the party. Yeah. Like, if their sole goal, and I think this ties in, like, I, I, the more I reflect on it, that does tie in with, with um, RPGs. Because that first time you run through it, you're experiencing the world. Mm-hmm. The second time you run through it, you're doing the grind, and it's literally just to get to the next level. Yep. And so I think that, that applies to the game. If your party is just focused on getting to their next level, not with a story, then you do get that grind feeling. That, that's and, what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Uh, no, go ahead. Well, no, because part of that being the expectation, but the other thing is maybe what you're saying is if I've played D and D, you know, 25 percent of my gaming life, and I've played 5e before, maybe I don't want to play levels one through seven again, or one through three again, right. or one through five again. Right. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it, I think it's different with a tabletop game than with an RPG uh, and an MMO. MMO because it's not the same experience. Yeah. Like, I've done levels one through seven in a bunch of different games. It never feels the same because it's not the same repetitive thing. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like the new expansion every time because the DM is going to run it differently. But um, but if your party is literally like, um, excuse me, can you please talk, stop talking to my experience points, and their sole motivation yeah. is to get the number of points needed to get to the next level, then you're going to lose, like, the... The, the role-playing in the role-playing yep. game. And that kind of kills the fun, I think, for a it lot does. of us. It does. Your players need to want to level up, and your GM needs to be cool about giving you more thoughtful games, you know. 
Have you guys talked about power creep at all yet? Because I, I think that's the real problem. Yeah. I don't think the problem is necessarily because leveling is just character advancement. Yeah. Uh-huh. In GURPS, I give you character points. You spend them on shit. I freaking love. You spend them on whatever you want. In right? GURPS, yeah. We did talk about so, how much we love point by vampires. Same oh thing. My God, but yeah. it's the it, it's, it's making your character it's making your character better and better and better. Yeah. Right. But we don't play vampire just to get those points. No, no, so no, no, the motivation not at all. of the party and the focus well, of the party. I, is I, I don't thing. think character advancement in general is the problem. The right. problem is the power di- the, di- the power creep, the dynamic of your first level characters. You can go after these mm-hmm. first level characters or these second level characters, but mm-hmm. you better not try going after these eighth or ninth level monsters because you're going to get your ass handed to you. <coughs> there are systems out there mm-hmm. where you can go up against anything. Yeah. Even at first level. Yeah. Your chances may be slim, but there's a chance. Mm-hmm. And in D&D, there isn't. Mm-hmm. If you true. just look at the raw numbers in most circumstances, I haven't... I, I, I'm, I'm more familiar with fourth than fifth. No, yeah. for real, though. But in fourth like edition... You, you wouldn't you, even be able to you would only Well, yeah. 20s. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. That's it. And you're never going to do enough damage <laughs> because the thing... Every, especially the big yeah. bad monsters in, in fourth edition, they've all got fields around them that do... 20 points of necrotic damage per turn <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And it, it, you have to be at some super, super high level to even stand next to the thing, let alone actually be able to beat Do it. Do some damage. And yeah. that's the thing I think that drives the obsession with level is, yeah. oh, we wouldn't, eat, we wouldn't be able to go and get after the big things, the dragons and the stuff, and the big things, so we need to get all, come on, more and more, gotta get, <laughs> gotta get the experience That is points. totally the voice of the min maxer. Right. I am sick of the cobble the kobolds. Yeah. I always say cobolds. Right. Cobolds. You can call them cobolds. No I know, one knows. No one I'm knows. A nerd. I didn't know what I, I was I grew up when calling I them lights, not liches. Yeah. Yeah, or goblins. Cobbles and cobbles. Gobble, it's liache, I think. Yeah. Liche. <laughs> Likes. Oh my god, with like the That's you know, what I called the Illus Muertes like faces. That'd mm-hmm. be awesome. It would. But um that's where the problem lies, is in the power mm-hmm. creep and the the, the built in sort of Railroady structure of oh no you're not high enough level to yeah. fight that monster you have to go fight these monsters over here and instead in, in your real <laughs> fantasy world like you're not going to come across those dudes because you know you the chances are you could maybe right. at I mean, level two yeah yeah the yeah. first time you also could die the yeah. first time Bilbo used Sting I think he was uh, on the trolls right oh yeah or the spiders right and those are not level one monsters no and he's never fought before right. <laughs> that's totally true. That, that. that to me is the that, that I, I don't think the problem is necessarily leveling. The problem is everything that leveling implies, which is what you're capable of fighting and what you're not capable of fighting. And it's yes. baked into the game. I mean, it, it, it's just the way it is. You can't go and fight a dragon at first level. You just can't do it. Well, and I think Lo- uh, oh, sorry, Lokio yeah. in the chat room asks, "What's the difference between that and the Gurps dragon with huge armor soak?" Well, the huge armor, the the, the dragon with armor soak. If you have a really good weapon, you can go up against it, even if you're a 50-point character. Yeah, I could, I can take three rounds and headshot it with an arrow and do massive damage in the eye. I actually have a chance to kill it, right. as opposed to, oh, you can't hit that. Or you hit it, it does no damage. Or, a, you know, a 40-point a character with a sniper rifle. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's going to take oh, him out for a quarter thing, mile. Same away. thing with a bow, right? I mean, I mean, if you, or crossbow. If you want to assume that they're doing Long like bow. fantasy, sure. So you don't have a sniper rifle against the dragon, <laughs> right? And I mean, and, and who, also, who brought down Smaug? I could put together Bart the Bowman, yeah, right. Yes. I could put together Black a a party of like four hundred point characters, 
if you let me include a mage, I'm going to take out an ancient dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you just got to pick the right spells. Mm-hmm. You get the right mage, the right spells, the right combination give, of give characters. Give me a ranger, I'll take down a dragon too. Right. Yeah, I'll just I'll just I'll take three rounds and put a bullet put one in the eye, and when it's blind and pissed off and screaming, I'll put another one in the other eye. Yep, blind it, and then right that gives it all kinds of penalties. Yeah. I think that is definitely part of what he is saying. Is and, and and it's not that you're going to have a good chance yeah. to take the dragon out, but it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. And with Gertz, what is it? You get a plus one for every round you wait or aim. Uh, you get you get the accuracy bonus the first round, and then I think you can wait. That might be third. Anyway. I think in fourth you get up to six rounds of of plus ones. Yeah, in GURPS. In GURPS, mm-hmm. and then if you're aiming for eye slits, mm-hmm. like in armor, and if I was GMing, saying okay, you're going up against an, an ancient dragon, its eyes are eye holes are probably mm-hmm. this big. It's probably I'm let, a, let, the, let of, the record show he's, he's the size of a dinner plate. Right. Yeah. Instead of saying that's a neg ten to hit an eye like these eyes. Mm-hmm. You're hitting eyes that are this big, neg five. I wouldn't give you the same penalty. The right. penalty would be less because it's much. Bigger. It's a much bigger eye, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then, and then it, when you actually do an eye shot, there's like you get like it's all killing damage, and it's yeah. Uh, I mean, you oh, could yeah. conceivably if, if kill I recall a dragon. correctly, impaling damage is quadrupled. Yes, mm-hmm. you're not gonna. It's it, possible. It, it's not gonna be easy, but you're gonna be able to blind him. Oh, and yeah. once you can blind him, then you can do all kinds yeah. of things. Absolutely, to, right. Yeah. Well, and I think, I was just going to say, I think uh, power creep is one of the things he was talking about. Grinding is another thing. But uh, the thing I was just thinking about is boring, is when he's saying things are boring. So if if that is the consensus of your, of your group, if you're at level one or you're level two and people think that that's going to be boring, then you probably shouldn't be at level one or level two. But if it's going to be an exploration or a new system, maybe again, it's not going to be boring. Again, I blame that on the GM. I can have a, a group and of level players. one players, or Stu would have a group of level one yeah. players, and make that game just as players. interesting as if you were level 70. Yeah, you gotta you got to bring it to the table. Right. Yeah. And it's not always about killing shit. Sometimes so, it's about discovering stuff. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's about my, finding, the, finding the spy yeah. in the castle. But you, yeah. get, you have to have the tools to work with. You yes. do, and you also, but you also have to make whatever your story you're telling interesting. Yeah, you have to you have yeah. to attach attach something that hooks your character. So if you yeah. have a fighty guy, there needs to be a guy that keeps challenging him to a fight or a duel or yeah. something. Or or at the end of it, he gets rewarded with a sword or something that is a hook for that guy. If you I just say, so if you just if he just goes out and starts picking fights with things, I mean, you know, whatever it is, you you as a GM need to work with what you have and an know ex- that. Ex- expectation is part of that too. So if I. If I thought my 1d4 spell was something completely different, then yeah, I might be disappointed. But if I understand it's mm-hmm. d4, and well, then at level 3 it's 5d4, or... Whatever it is. That's yeah, different. Yeah. 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 I'll think so. I think, okay. I think it's it's about expectations on both sides. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's the type of game you want to play. If you want to play Harry Potter, and you're, and you're in school and learning... Yep. That's the yep. start at level zero, start at level one. That's fun if, then. If, yeah, if you, that's a good story yeah. that, that really that's that what, shows power that creep shows happening shows. that way. So is Dresden Fox, uh-huh. by the way. Oh yes. god, yeah. That yeah. shows power creep. And it's a, it's, it's an almost showcased in that yeah. in that yeah. book. But it's an interesting and compelling story along I, the way. I completely agree. And so then, it's not and like then, that that power yeah. creep in and of itself that's, is a bad thing. No, that's but I really think it. that's what people's problem is. Mm-hmm. But but if you don't want to play Harry Potter, if you want to play Fantastical Beast and where to find 
find them and you're yeah. actually competent wizards, well, that's a whole other game that mm-hmm. you're now playing. Okay, nobody in that movie was a competent wizard. I'm okay. just going to say Fair they couldn't even get the suitcase to stay closed. I'm just that's because of what was spoilers. in it. Super venting. <laughs> that's because of what was in it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's like in the first two minutes of the movie. So I haven't, I haven't that, actually seen yeah. the movie yet. Oh it's terrible. God, I know. It's I, I, uh, I didn't like it. I like it. Oh, Fabulous Beasts? I frustrating. No. Like, so frustrating on so many levels. And it just, like... I was just that's, like that's just because you, you had a better idea for American Wizards and you're pissed they didn't right. use your well, idea. Well, no, I was just like all the American Wizards are joyless and incompetent. Like, well, that's because she hates America. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly my thing. Like, I and, totally and watched the whole thing and I'm like, JK just hates and America. And it's awesome that most of the Americans are played by no, Brits. No, except for the yeah. adorable blonde. <laughs> they still won't cast American she actors. She was the only <laughs> one that felt like she was in a Harry Potter. She universe. had some joyful. If you want to hear me yeah. rant agnosium about this, watch our first episode of Prime Time when we're painting minis because I go off on it. So enjoy that. Is there not a golden lasso about it yet? No, there's, it was way too after the fact. I didn't watch it for way too long, so I didn't write an article about it because it's like, oh, this movie came out like a year ago. All right, so perhaps that perhaps that's a bit flawed in this particular point, but you see what I'm saying. <laughs> the, 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 my point, my I totally agree. They were competent. I buy, it, I buy that. I, I get they were competent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which one? So, so, but those are two different games, character. and that and that's something you need to talk no. to your GM about, or I, or your no. GM needs to talk to your players about. Next prime time, we're taking. Okay. It, we're, no, yeah. I think he was perfectly competent. He's just yeah. He's, he got, he's got Hagrid disease. Yeah. He's like, oh no, that thing, that's not harmless. That yeah. thing's harmless. No, you just have to be nice Except to it. Except he can't keep him at all together. Neither could Hagrid. <laughs> right, so I'm, I would also make the Isn't assumption Hagrid that while Hagrid was <coughs> super lovable and like a great character, he was also not a good teacher or a good keeper of animals or any of those things. He was a great person. <laughs> <laughs> No, he really he wasn't. He been... was unwashed. He, he kept. He, he was like endangered children. He did. He, like, he, he, yeah. Oh, sorry. I have to leave and go do something. I'm not yeah. going to tell you what it is. But I want you guys to go into the forest. Yeah, don't go into the forest. Like, right? like, not, yes. not a good educator in no. any way. I, and well, I, I mean, if you really want to start parsing it, I mean, Harry was a terrible, terrible wizard, and, and all the way to the end was a terrible wizard, and should have been expelled like multiple times. Uh, multiple uh, times. Well, right. I don't think he ever. I, I I still think they should have made Neville the chosen one. Best best wizards in the game. Right? Wouldn't that have been awesome. Yeah. Best wizards in the game, Fred and George. Oh, absolutely, Fred and George. I mean, yeah. remember they made like the whole swamp and the and the thing where the, so where the professors didn't even know how to fix it. So yeah, good. Fred and George. Yeah, that's because Flitwick is. Like, yeah. I'm an Eddie Redmayne yeah. fan. Though, I'm a so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Next email. Now you're going to be reading this on the thing because our, our sheet. Oh no, the next one I read on the thing. Oh, I'll read this you one. You read then? this okay. one, and I read the next one. <clears throat> Players that don't want to fit in at all. At. Oh, how how could it be that Stork would read this email? <laughs> Hello, my surrogate gaming family. After listening to the most oh, recent moat and a certain young lying. gangrel, a question came to me. <laughs> now, not talking about you, talking about uh-huh. Max character. Yes. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> to be fair, if you look, if you read the description of gangrels, they, they they barely get along with each other, let alone anybody else. No shit. I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's the and, way they're and built. And we have two of them. That, that's the way they're built. I, I've actually I've actually quested out there. I'm like, am I am I? They're like, no, you're playing them just fine. They, they're right. they're assholes. They're Wolverine. They, they're right. loners. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm going to stop you for just a second because something amazing is happening in time. They're rewriting the lyrics <laughs> to the famous songs to have to do with RPGs. Nice. So nice. it's pretty amazing. Make sure we There's print like that out because we could probably flock we'll probably of seagulls. Bees. Yeah, they're they're pretty amazing. So anyway, that's just awesome. So if you want to participate in that, go to happyjacks.org/live, and it's pretty awesome. So, yep. Yeah. Go. So so you spin me right round by dead or alive. You spin me right. I know. I, I know the song. Yeah. But oh no. What are, the, what, are the, what are the alternate lyrics? They're not quite the lyrics that you 
would creates, remember. No. Well, no, they're creating new lyrics to it. They're okay. filking it. Oh, okay. They're making RPG filks. Filk it up. Yeah. How do you... And this is probably it's too. Yeah. How do you <laughs> handle new players to an existing group when their character slash roleplay choice makes it very hard to get them into a group? Right. As in actively <laughs> resisting any attempt to integrate them with the current plots. Right. I believe in player agency and choice, but sometimes that can be a real detriment to the game. No kidding. Everyone is trying to help ease them into the game, and they fight it at every step. At some point, these yes would say, "Fuck <laughs> off." And move along. <laughs> do you uh, talk to the new player and see if there's a reason beyond my character would do that? Just wanted to ask, as I have seen it before, sometimes it works out after some effort, but other times it just goes on until someone gets tired of it and does the same dramatic or do, and does some dramatic and not in fun game tension way. I'm, I read, I completely butchered that sentence. Not in the again. fun game tension uh, way. Un- until someone gets tired of it and does some, I think some, it's supposed to be something dramatic yeah. and not in the fun mm-hmm. game tension way. Uh, thanks for keeping my commute bearable. Steve yeah, yeah, yeah. from Atlanta. P.S. Thank you, Stork. <laughs> wow, this is like this is Stork show. I must have screwed these up a couple of times. Thank you, Stork, uh, for remembering not everyone is watching and making the listening option just as ah. enjoyable. Mm. Well, nicely done. Okay, to, to be all right. So this is for those of you that that aren't listening to the moat. This is um, Asa is being played by Mac, and she's a young gang girl who. Has survived on her own for a long time, and it's completely understandable that she's having kidding. a hard time integrating. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm explaining to oh, people yeah. that may not listen or may not know the moat because I don't want to just launch it. It is a challenge. It, it, it is a challenge having two gang girls in the well, party. Well, and this is like this is like the gold, it's a challenge having one oldies <laughs> topics because both these topics are popular topics, and I remember you guys talking about Asa the last time this came up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now, uh, and, and the choices she's making now, to be fair. She's latched onto the other gangrel in the party, and they're kind of getting to be. It's a very Logan X twenty three relationship, uh-huh. a father daughter kind of thing going on. But as I said earlier, gangrels barely get along with each other, let alone mm-hmm. with uh, other clans. So it's becoming a challenge. But I'm watching Max. She's getting more and more. She's beginning to group more and more. She's she's beginning to figure stuff out, and I think Max on the slow burn. Now, that may not be the case with every player. There's a lot of people out there that want to be obstructionists. Uh, I, we played with one or two before. I, I know a character I play with, or a guy that we plays on the, on the show all the time, and he's very much a wrench thrower and very much an obstructionist. And right. he will go left when, you know, when he knows that right should be the right way to go. Just to see if you're on your toes. Or just to fuck with you, because Maybe. That's, Here, here's, that's the way you Here's the thing. Uh, having having a, a, a game with one or two gangrels could have been awful mm-hmm. if I didn't have players who ultimately want to create yeah. an interesting story. Exactly, and that is critically important in this in this case. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's true. As a specific thing with vampire, everybody wants that story to be interesting. Or in any any game where there's that's a true. loner right. character, Fair yeah. Enough. And, Fair and gangrels are the loner. They are clan. So it's pretty much like the second word <laughs> in the description right. when you read their books, right? But if you have players who are willing to not necessarily compromise their character concept, but are willing to follow the breadcrumbs when you lay them down for them, Asa did that exactly. Mm-hmm. She goes wandering off. Screw this! I'm out of here. So I had a werewolf chase after her, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh!" And it kicked the crap out of you, and she's like. Wow, that's really dangerous. It, I probably shouldn't go wandering off by myself anymore. Right. Well, and, and I gave her 
the excuse to come up with an in-character reason yeah. why I'm going to stick stick around these people, even though I think they're insane and I don't like them. Right. But I'm going to do it anyway because I don't want to die. Right. I think it's also equally important that you have a group of players that can recognize, hey, this player's not just being an asshole. Like, they have a concept that we need to work with. Right. So it's like one of those things where, like, like just speaking as one of, you know, Adrienne, the first day could have been like, all right, let's just fucking kill her. I'm tired of dealing with shit. Right. Or like, hey, we need all the bodies we need we can get to face these werewolves. Right. So again, it comes back to the GM giving motivation to the other characters to continue to be patient and to continue to work with them. Because I mean, like, if we hadn't had the werewolf thing, I would have been like, oh, I don't need another fucking green girl. What the hell do I need that for? Yeah. Go back to the mainland. Right. Who fuck cares? I've already got one headache. Yeah. Exactly. But oh, I need powerful vampires in my you know to protect my lands. So maybe I'm going to put up with the teen angst for a while. Like I can handle. Ah. Like, <laughs> and, I mean, even even I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Even 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 more to the point. Mm-hmm. You know that Scully has designs on this island. Absolutely. If not more than that. Right. And the fucking forms cheering for him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only some of them. Only some of them. But and you also hashtag and, Prince Scully my butt. And you also. <laughs> have probably started piecing together that some of the embarrassing things that he does right. may or may not be accidental. Yeah. Right? So he's but you're not but but that's oh. but you as a player Player know that. Adrienne is so busy with changelings and werewolves and angsty player or angsty werewolves and, and, and he's and he's when it, whenever he's in front of Adrienne, he mm-hmm. is the perfect sycophant. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, and I think you brought up one thing. One is that if other characters in the party or another character can have some sort of... Oh, yeah, please. I'm sorry, in the in the chat room. <laughs> Go Scully. Scully for mayor. Go Scully. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> they love Scully. For those of you listening to the podcast, I'm flipping off the chat room She's right now. She's doing the cranky... The, yeah. You know, not the, cranky, but the, yeah. you would crank the, it up. The, the yeah. crank the yeah. middle finger crank it up. Crank it down. Crank the bird. Yeah. What do you want? There must, be, there must uh, be a term for that. Someone look that up. Yeah, hashtag Scully that. for president. Oh, my gosh. Come yeah. on. You, you, did, you did, like, poke the bear with a stick I did, there. I know. Uh, what you were saying? I know. I'm, Scully I'm for like, president. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you not Scully for president, yeah. No, I'm Adrian for super president. Oh, and I just got Scully, a bunch of salt. Scully for uh, dungeon, stake him out in the middle of the day, yeah. sunlight. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh no! So, if you have another character, <laughs> there's a bunch of salt okay. shakers. Yeah, in the world. It's, it's a twitch thing. Salty. They're being salty. It's like oh no, they're rubbing salt in the wound. No, yeah, literally. <laughs> like there's this. There's I'm a, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> You're never gonna be able to finish. I'm still ahead. a little no, new okay. to Twitch. He's not aware of the salty thing. Yeah, that's cool. No, it's like an emoji. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a thing on Twitch. The thing. There's lots of different ones. Now, I thought emojis were at the bottom of the, the ocean there that you, that you have to send your rangers down to kill. Aren't those emojis? Carry on. Rangers? Yeah. From Pacific Rim? Yeah. They're right around in their... They're not. The rhin- That's different. It's not emojis? No. Okay, carry on. <laughs> okay. Two I got things. some sugar. Yay! Yay. Sorry. I don't even remember the other thing. I know. Uh, there was one thing. Oh, no, there were two things. Uh, one was what can be said as far as like if you have a character, another character, or characters in the game. I'm gonna close the chat on you. Go ahead. 
They're just they love Scully <laughs> so much. Look. <laughs> you know, they love that that Kimmy hates Scully or hates. <laughs> it's kind of true. That's they, what they're they love. The, like the, uh, the but then you can have somebody that kind of has a reason for inviting that character in, also. Yes. So that that character doesn't always have to be mm. like, okay, this is why I play along with you guys, even though my character is really I want to be alone and I wear my hoodie <laughs> and you know I'm off in the desert and that's and whatever. what Stork has yes. done is yeah. basically. Because he's got, he's basically resigned himself to the. I have to stay on the island because yeah, it's blood like, hunt and blah blah blah. Yeah, and I the, created that 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 drama myself. That that kind of existed, but I've I've exacerbated that I'm on my own as as a motivation for my character to be there. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I was going to say the other thing is a lot of games, including Vampire, there is a convention, you know, in the game that has your but you're a coven. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you're a coven, right? Mm-hmm. So just like if you're an adventuring party, money. Oh wait, sorry. yeah, no, and it can be money. <laughs> you don't like, you know, Stork's character doesn't want to be a part of this group, but he is a part of this group for a reason. You know, you don't want necessarily these gangrels as a part of your coven, well, that's, but they're in place for a reason. That's <clears throat> for the Sabbat. There's a system set up for that. Yeah. There really isn't for Camarilla. A coven? Oh, well, it's a, 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 a coterie. A coterie. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, but, but the, the, word doesn't, the word doesn't really matter. You, what different you're game and different yeah. game mechanics sorry. and different social game mechanics. Yeah. But isn't there the same no, not in really. place? No, no it's not literally really. like my conniving and Scully's conniving and stuff like that that keeps the group together. <laughs> oh, because there was that existed in the Requiem game we played, but it was I just... think it does. I think okay. it, from, from... It's been a long time since I read it, but I, I think... There's actually there actually is a sort of a mechanic in Requiem to sort of keep yeah. th- keep the group together, but there there really isn't. No, there wasn't. It's just that it is like this is your coven, and it's not. It's like L five R. It's like it's there might be a scorpion and a crab and a but it it's you're together for a reason sort of thing. Well, yeah, we're getting a little far afield because we're getting we're, we're parsing it down by system. Yeah. I mean, let's 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 broaden the run this a bit no, here. I'm let's, just saying let's that's take, one of no, the no. things that sort of establishes the we're not four lone wolves or a two a duo with two lone See, wolves. But but, but but masquerade, yeah, is kind of more that game. Let's, Masquer- let's ma- hold on a second. Okay. Yeah, masquerade is a is a game where these are for the most part. All of them, not just Gangrel. Solitary predators. Mm-hmm. Who have their own agenda. Who have their own agendas, and they're going to work together... Up to a point. Because it... Right. For whatever circumstances, mm-hmm. it makes sense for them to do so. But I, I have a feeling that, that Masquerade is a lot more conniving and a lot more backstabby than Requiem is. I don't know, but, but I can't See, cause, answer cause the, that because I've Sabbat played shorter in, games of Masquerade. The, the Sabbat yeah. in... In um, Old World of Darkness, they they have the blood bond, uh, the Valdery, I think they call it. Oh yeah, which no, is yeah. You, there's a ceremony where all of the members of the coterie all drink each uh, a mixture of each other's blood to keep all of them blood bonded to each other, so they stay together. I would love it if that if you guys suddenly decided to become <laughs> Sabbat and would do that every there's, week. There's only one clan of Masquerade that is supposed to do that, and there. Well, there's one there's one clan in the Sabbat that can actually do the well, ceremony. There's a clan in the yeah. Camarilla right. that, that actually all share each other's blood, and they can't go against each yes. other in that clan. Anyway, we're going far afield. I actually <laughs> want to concentrate on the fact that he talks about integrating a new player into a game. It doesn't have to be a vampire. 
Like yeah. for example, when you're trying to drop somebody into a Dungeons and Dragons game, yeah, right, and the guy's just being an obstinate dick and doesn't want to group up. Why would I? Like it's it's that old thing of you all meet in a tavern. You're like, well, I don't want to group up with these guys. They're douchebags, <laughs> and they storm out. And you're like, come so, on, how do you yeah. so, how do you deal with that guy? Well, n- normally that won't happen mm-hmm. once you've uh-uh. left your teenage years. <laughs> Seriously, it, right? No. Most of the time that I remember that was in my very very early twenties. But for, but except for that, it. I mean, what I what I. If you have that kind of a problem, I would tell, pick a player and say, okay, here's Bob. He's the new guy. He's going to roll a character. It's going to be your little brother, or your cousin, from down the road. Or I I think make make a bond. I think that that's the key. There is when you're integrating someone, you have to talk to that player and say, listen. This game's been going on for, I don't know, three weeks, three months, three years. Right, they're thick I'm dropping, thieves, I'm dropping right? you in. They're thick as thieves. I'm dropping you in. Uh, you're going to have to maybe railroad a bit in order to fit in right. or follow my... But, or what, or however you want to parse that or say those words, however you want to choose that. You may have to have a discussion with that player ahead of time. Because otherwise... I mean, the guy could just, you know, oh yeah, here's my new character. You know what? He hates all of you guys, and he's gonna. The first time you meet, he's gonna fight you, or what? Mm. All of a sudden, now you've got that guy who nobody trusts. Or hey, I want to play an anti fellow, but don't tell him. I'm gonna pretend I'm a bard. Yeah. Maybe that's fine, but but okay. um, I'm trying to think back on on examples. There was a guy. There was a guy. I'm not gonna name him. We were in a game, and that he, guy. he didn't want to be there. Or if he did want to be there, he just was pissed off. And later on, he did shit that proved all that. But, but he made. We were playing a champions game, and we were guys oh, that were going you on. Told the story and once this before. guy made um, uh, <coughs> a bar clipper, who shit was, thrower, or something. Yeah, and it, well, it was, it was, bar <laughs> it was basically just a, a vigilante yes. with a gun and like, next a, and like a hat, <laughs> yeah. and and he shot people, right? And we're, no, we were not playing I'm not that kind shooting, of game, man. Yeah, I'm the blue Raja, <laughs> right? And and. And he, he knew full well what we were, what, you know. It, it, so he definitely made a character and was playing him as a complete and total dick right. to, to to fuck up the game, and he did. So I've met them, and they're out there, and it does happen. No, and I think they're still out there. I don't. I'd, sadly, I think past the age of fourteen, we're missing out. That's fine. We're missing out on the chat room. We've <laughs> <laughs> been forbidden. It's okay. Sorry. What's the, uh, um, but but I I think. The strongest, the strongest sort of connection is that the connection to another player. Yeah. Or there's a compelling reason yeah. for them to be there. Yeah. Make it, say it's a long lost relative. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, it's sort of, and I, I, you know, we always put all the stuff on the GM, but it's sort of the GM's player to facilitate that successful entry into a game. Um, and the players have to be there helping you along. No, hundred percent. No, hundred percent. No, for sure. But if you say, "Hey, you know, uh, these players have been playing like for our vampire game. We've been playing together for like two years before we added our more most recent right. players." So there was gonna be a little bit of a of an there's, incline. Oh, yeah. There's still a little outsider stuff. Right. There. Totally. Which and is actually, fine. And actually, what I'm thinking about doing just. That this is for you at home, really Spoilers. more than us. Nice. I'm thinking about moving the players around and moving the new players. I like that. You have to have the control thing. Yeah, I but, have to be here. But moving them closer, mm-hmm. so when they want to do stuff, because I mean, poor Jesse is way over. Yeah, the, I mean, and it's this, a big table. This is a big table. This yeah. is a table that's bigger than the table in the movie JFK. I, I was actually yeah. talking to Jesse too. I said you should check out the forum. People have talked to us. Oh, what have they talked about? I'm like, you have a brouhaha and you haven't lit one bar on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm. 
well, I, wa- I don't want to. I want to, you know, try to play nice and everything, and that's fine. Well, that's but not what brujas do. Uh, that's what I said. It's <laughs> it was exactly what I said. Well, and that's a whole another set of things because this is actually her very first RPG too. That's right. So that's another. That's a different problem, I think, than people coming in and being different See, on I, purpose. I'm, I'm kind of playing vicariously through her because if I were to play a vampire character, I would play a bruja. Yes, you would. Because um, I'm a malcontent. That's, yeah, that's a great. You just said something though that I don't know if intentionally as a broader sort of. Yeah. Fix though, and that is just the fact that you wanted them closer in proximity to you so yeah. they could kind of rope them into the story more frequently, be yep. more mindful. Yep. Right. And, yeah. and facilitating those things. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, and I don't know, I mean, I know Mac has, you know, she's my friend, I'm the one who pulled her in. Like before she picked her character, she did a lot of one on one chats with Stork and myself and Stu saying, Hey, this yep. is my character concept. It's going to be a little difficult. So it wasn't like she showed up that first day with a crazy, obnoxious thing. She didn't show up with a bag full of wrenches. Well, she did, but we knew she was coming. But we knew it was coming, and she was like, Hey, this is going to be a problem for your character because you're the prince of the island. Hey, Stu, how do you feel about like having two gang girls? Like, so she like parsed it all out. So we knew what was coming. And we were kind of prepared, and Stork and I had time to like think about, like, hey, how would my character react to this? How can I make this work with the team? Um, so I think like the GM like instigating those conversations with the new player, if they don't do it themselves, like Max a pro, so she was reaching out and setting that up before she oh, made yeah. her character. But like, clearly, it's someone who's played a lot of role playing games, and, right. and it gives her character an arc too. As she starts exactly. from feral child to sophisticated gangrel, as exactly. Much as they can so, be. like when you <laughs> have those, when you're bringing a new player in, especially when there's been a party, like having those conversations, like, well, where do you see yourself fitting in? This is kind of what we've got. So, like, how do you see that character? Like, whether like it's like you said, like they're a long lost relative. There's a connection yeah. to another player, so there's a reason for the play- the party to trust them. Whether like with Max character, they're kind of a feral child, and we know it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride, but we like are accepting of that and have planned for that. Um, you know, all those things. So have those conversations. So it's not like, hey, create a character and show up, and then they're like, hey, I'm a total douchebag. I hate everybody. I have no family. <laughs> like that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think having those critical conversations, which is totally a teacher term, sorry, um, like before they show up that first time, so at least the GM knows what's happening, is going to be really important. Because then, like, most GMs are going to be able to <laughs> suss out, hey, this is going to be a problem. And be like, hey, I don't know if this will fit in well with the party, or and, and you know, and then maybe giving some heads up to some of their other players, like, hey, this is kind of the direction they're going. Maybe think about how your character could like help accept them. Yeah, and that helps an enormous amount. I mean, Absolutely. if you got one player who's got a character that's the odd man out, mm-hmm. and then if you have the other players on your side, it's not going to be an issue. Right. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the whole thing with the pecking order between you and Max character, mm-hmm. at some point you had SmackDown and you figured out who was in charge and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when the, the other NPC gangrel shows up and he does his thing, it's like, all the all the dogs tails are wagging. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really their politics, right? I think I think the takeaway from this is if you're going to insert a new character into a group, you, you cannot just show up with a character and drop it in. I think you need to talk to your GM, and your GM needs to approve it and look it over and say, hmm, you need to do this or this, and take those notes. You and can't maybe, sit around. You can't go. Yeah, they have my character. And maybe even the GM then needs to go and talk to a player or, or players and say, yeah. okay, right. this guy's coming in with this character. This is. Here's here's where I'm seeing some some rough spots. Figure out, and it's it's okay to have those rough spots. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay to have that conflict conflict between player characters. To me, yeah. is sometimes way more interesting than oh, the definitely. conflict between 
at PCs and NPCs. I think a mo- game we've had entire games full of arguments. Yes, I think we've done Absolutely. anything, and Absolutely. people love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, players awesome. and you know audience members are just adore uh, like adore that stuff. Yeah, because it's super interesting most of the time. Yeah. And if your GM is really... It's role-playing. It's yeah. role-playing. And if your GM's really <laughs> cocksure, he just says, uh, yeah, so what are, you, what are you thinking? I'm making a bard. All right, cool. That's fine. And that's fine. Unless you, at least you let him know. Most GMs, at least I myself, would like, give me a copy of your character and let me go over it and we'll discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I might say, mm, you need to go up a level or whatever because everybody else is level 20 and you're going to be playing a level 8. We want to play level 8. I don't think that's a good idea. And here's why. But... but but as a player, you need to be receptive to why the GM is telling you stuff. They're not telling you stuff to ruin your character. Some of they're telling you stuff to like. Some of that stuff shows up at the table, though. It like can. you think you know what you're walking into, but it is still hard. But all of a sudden, Scully like, has a lisp. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> oh my god, that was so amazing. I mean, I know we keep harping on this particular game. I think partially because we're kind of like longing well, for that's it because we're bring, on break. That, he, yeah, he, he, he was his up. example. But it's all, yeah. I mean, it is a great example too of you know that first time where we sat down, which seems like ages ago now. You it's can two years tell ago. which which player wasn't here for character creation, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, the well, the, the midget with a lisp who's also <laughs> a, a, a stand up comedian. Right, when you have like the ultra refined. However, <laughs> it worked in the dynamics of the game. Amazing. I think your quote well, you might was, end up being Prince. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think your quote was, "Are you playing the same game we are?" <laughs> yeah, but like, I think that's also, you know, it speaks highly of the flexibility of the players. Which I know I'm like complimenting myself, but whatever, I deserve it sometimes. Um, to be, pat <laughs> yourself in the back. You did a good job. Um, which kids really actually love that. But um, like, actually having us like. And it was a little rough sometimes, but like working through that, being flexible with ourselves and our character concepts. So staying true to our character concepts. Something just said something super. Scully for Prince. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, I just have to be like more charming than I already am. Um, But having the you know the players be, you know, true to their character concepts, but also flexible enough that they can think as their character and find a way to make it work. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I guess I was going to say. The due diligence is on both parties. So if you've done yeah. what you can, and that character is trying to incorporate themselves, but there are times they can't integrate, then if there's six players, they get one sixth of the time. You know, so if, if five other players are in a scene, then the majority of the game might end up being about those five people. Where then you move the spotlight occasionally, and Excuse they're probably them, okay. With I, that. I split the party yeah. all the time. I stomp off to the Me woods. Too. All right. Yeah. So you're fighting. And what do you do? I'm yeah. uh, I'm going to hunt a bear. All right. Cool. And we go back to you know, and it yeah. happens. Yeah. And eventually the player learns. Like, and the larger the party, off, the more likely yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And and there are times that just the enjoyment of what what you enjoy about playing that character is going to keep you away from the rest of the party sometimes choice wise. And you learn and after you, a while. And you accept that. If I want to fight the dragon, maybe I should hang out with the yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes you're like you're good to sit out because it's like my character wouldn't make that choice. And she and that's another note. That's another very good note. And maybe we can wrap it up with this, Mm -hmm. which is if you have a player that storms off because they want to be the center of attention and then are pissed off when they're not. Yeah, you need to find another player. Yeah, that's a separate problem. Well, maybe maybe or maybe not because this guy's a dick and he wants to keep uh, throwing because he wants to he wants to keep turning the spotlight back on him. And then so if the party decides to go do something, because I'm not going to go with you, and he goes off somewhere. Now he's yeah. he split the party on purpose to bring the attention back on himself. And yeah. you could just punish him by saying, all right, you're in the woods camping. 
Nothing's and, happening. And nothing's happening. Meanwhile, Meanwhile back where everyone back. else is. Yeah. Right. Their shit's going down. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. That that that's not a hard a hard thing to fix. No. No. Nope. And if it isn't it is a hard thing to fix, the easiest way to fix it is to scare them. Although I will it's admit I was easiest. in I played in an actual play this last week. It's um, easier to do that than to change them. <laughs> True. Uh, for a podcast um, called the GM Showcase, and I like I'd never played with any people before. I'd never really talked to them other than a little bit outside of Facebook, and um, like I was totally the asshole who split the party. But it did for like tactical reasons. Just you or a couple no me and another. Like we okay. there was four of us, four players, and we like split into pairs of two to like search an area. Oh, see. That makes sense. That's it wasn't the whole for thing. honest. Splitting the party in the yeah. in the real world right. always makes sense. Yeah. Okay, you guys go over here and do this task. Yeah. We're going to go over here and do this because you're you don't yeah. no. That, it's splitting it the party in the real world sense. is exactly what you do. Right. right. We're searching a warehouse district. We want to be in pairs because we don't want to be by ourselves and get the jump on us. Right. But so but yeah. they were just like, oh, a player after my own heart splitting the party. Maybe like, seals split the party. <laughs> They're trained <laughs> to. Right. That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what we would. That needs to be turned into a t shirt somehow. Navy SEALs. It's what they're trained what to do. What do you mean, never split the party? Navy SEALs split the party. <laughs> they're trained to. <laughs> they don't want right. to be hanging together in a big bunch. They're all scattered and hiding in, yeah. you know, ghillie suits. I feel like we may have covered that topic really thoroughly, or yeah. we could have just ran yeah. the whole time. <laughs> so we may it's get a. a God damn it, you didn't answer my question email, but I feel like we did both. Or maybe we just yelled at you for a Surrogate Gaming Family <laughs> intro, too, is awesome. Yeah. Okay. I Gina love will that. read the next one. Okay, okay, go, Gina. In response to writing a go good Gina. story, 1819, from Axel. Happy Jack Podcast. Hello, Happy Jack's crew. It's not, yeah. it's not that email. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I well, copied the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I usually agree with your recommendations and find myself nodding along. I think you left something very Ooh. important out on your answers to how to write a good story in episode eighteen nineteen. The things you've talked about, being a fan of your players, immersing yourself in the game world, accepting player ideas and consequences out of those, letting things grow and develop. That's yes. Good. They are important. This is how it, ideally, should work. I didn't have dinner, so... However, not everyone is a seasoned GM with years of experience in all kinds of systems and settings. Plus, not all players are veterans that can create and play great PCs. In essence, not all humans are spontaneously creative. True. Yeah, very true. (laughs) So if you're in more of an average RPG setting, I strongly advocate that writing an outline for a good story is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And the writing is in quotes. Flesh out your locations, NPCs, monsters, and the game world. Create hooks for stories. Create detailed maps for any dungeon-like experiences. Create a basic story arc you think might be interesting for your players to follow. Of course, your plans will still go out the window once the players enter the stage, but the more story, in quotes, you have prepared to work with, the easier it will be for you to adapt that story. The game world won't change. The NPCs won't change. That dungeon you uh, prepped might reappear in a location (laughs) that fits uh, to the new story. Having detailed resources and notes at hand and being immersed in them helps a lot if you're not super creative, seen-it-all GM. So here's a couple specific basic stories that have worked well for me in various settings. Uh, Establish early in the game that 
the PCs need and want to travel to a faraway place to do, find, seek something important. Yeah, the MacGuffin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Moeg-uffin. <laughs> that opens many opportunities for all kinds of adventures and encounters along the way, and yet gives you that longer-term goal. It's your classic journey, from left to right, yeah. moving. Right. Number two, <laughs> outline... When Jackson was shooting the Lord of the Rings, he made sure that it was going from left to right. I know. Every time. Yeah. Every That's time. awesome. Because it gave the the idea of a, the continuing the same journey. Yeah. That's awesome. Outline that your PCs need a number of things to achieve something big. Seven pieces of a magical wand. Engines, shield generators, and cannons for a spaceship. Nine rings of power. Again, you have the big story arc broken down into convenient individual settings and adventures. Once they get there, start the next arc. The key to make the long-term target interesting and compelling and rewarding enough that the players and their characters happily embark on the quest. So there's my 37.5 cents on that one. Keep up the good work. Keep drinking. Woo! And that was Axel. Um, I've we talked- will definitely do one of those things. <laughs> I've talked about that a lot. I, I love world building. I, I actually think I like world building more than playing. I actually think really? I, like, I especially like world building more than GMing because then they come, the players come in and mess up my mess everything world. up. Right. But, right. but more than that, when I'm done with the world building. I'm, I've got it in my head what my rules are, who the, who mm-hmm. the antagonists are, what the political machinations are of that town or whatever it is because I spent all this time. And whether the players follow my, my breadcrumbs or not or part of them, I at least still know I have a baseline of what's going to happen in that town and what you know what the politics are or mm-hmm. whatever it is or or you know what the what the economy level is. So all of that stuff. Well, no, it, it happens no, if you're I in know. a rich town no, or a poor town. I mean, it, it really you know. So the players or barter so, town. Yeah, or barter. Whoo. <laughs> Who ran Bada Town? It just made the the school administrator me laugh that that was like. Um, so I, it, you're right. All that prep is not wasted. If that's what it takes yep. for you to, to run it, if you can't, if you're not a David Kay, you can just come up with it. Although David Kay likes to pretend he's an improv artist, but I've seen his research. That guy scads books and videos. And that stuff, man has never improved in his life. He puts it all in his head. Everything <laughs> is written down. He puts it all in his head and then he spits it back out. But again, it's he has all those folders. Hey. What happens if the party does this? I'm like, pay no motherfucker, that was an innovative shit, and you've got a fucking folder curtain. for it. That's what I do, too, though. You, sir, overprepped. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's what it takes for you to run the game, that's yeah, what it takes. Yeah, exactly. No, you know what, though? Room. No, it doesn't take that. No, I thought the same thing. Different people. It's. I, I, I agree with Stu. I'm not, nearly, <laughs> I'm not nearly as comfortable I, as improving and, and rolling with it as Stu, but Stu used to overprep, too, but he's a better GM. He's been doing it more often. Eventually... You just get up there and do it. I, I think, don't think it's I think a better GM. I think it's a different style. We I all start with totally training agree. wheels. I don't, I think, it's a, I don't wheels. think it has anything to do with better or worse. I don't think I it don't has anything either. to do with style. Different people. I think it just has to do with confidence. I agree. That's no. what training wheels are for. Everyone can. can everyone can pull to. shit out their ass. Everyone can. Yeah. I don't mean that literally. Yes, everyone can pull shit out their ass. That's not what I'm saying. Or hang their assholes on a coat hook. Or hang their assholes on a coat hook like a dog at a um, dog meeting. Dave says, chance favors the prepared mind. Please pass them. Is that Dave K? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Don't quote Shakespeare at me. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Shakespeare. He, he quoted it from another person. Louis Pasquale. <laughs> Overprepping is holding you back. George Cobal. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think some people... Like, you like throw down. Mic drop not. Yeah. I don't think so. 
David. And to be fair, David is running, is running a historic everybody game. Everybody needs so. to. I don't know if there's a timestamp, <coughs> but you need to go to this portion in the, Although here the YouTube video. Although that was adorable. No, it, it's not nearly as impressive. No, it was adorable. When you, when you, when it you wasn't drop. about the sound. It was Dave both Ma- the adorable little unplugging of the tiny little David says, go fuck yourself, David Mamet. <laughs> <laughs> And to, no. be, and to be fair, David is running this is an incredibly complicated horse historical game with all of these historical figures that he then had to research and work out and avoid it. Right. No, but I think I'm I'm on the same page as Kimmy on this one because I think different people prep in different ways, and some people can just prep by kind of going over things that are in their mind or thinking of different scenarios. And some of us like to go down the rabbit hole of Wikipedia and writing notes, and that's how it and that you get an adventure or, book kind of thing. Yes, yeah. It depends on the kind of game you're mm-hmm. running, because all of us don't just know stuff. Yes. If I'm running a historic game, yeah, where it takes place at X time period, and we know that these people exist, yes, you're going to have to go on Wikipedia yeah. and do some reading and figure some stuff out. But if you're talking about coming up with story hooks, when you sit down to prep a game. Where does your where, where the, you need to say? God, the party's kind of floundering right now. I need to come up with a story hook. Where does the story hook come from? Your brain, right? You come up with it yourself, but you're not under any pressure, so there's no problem coming up with it. No, I think Once you're in front of a bunch of people, suddenly, uh, 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 I'm telling you, the problem is confidence. The problem is not. See, I is, feel the problem is confidence. Possibly, I'm you the problem is but I think also there are people who would have problems with continuity that way. You and I, and I Stuart, have a problem with continuity that way too. Right. That's that's it where the work sometimes. comes in. That's called post prep. That's where you sit down. <laughs> after, mean, have you just made that word up? Right? No, I do it all the time. I will stay up, especially after a freaking vampire game. I will stay up. <laughs> And sit down with, with one note and say, this is what happened in the last session. These are the things I made up. How do I fit the things I just made up into all of the stuff that uh-huh. already exists? Right. I figure out a way to do that, or I'm like, okay, I can't figure this out. I'm just going to listen you know to the too? players when they try to piece that's it together the, and let them do it. That's the yeah. first time I've heard you talk about that. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I, I think that. that that's a really important thing that we may like to have known five episodes ago or five years ago. Sorry, we knew eight that. years ago. <laughs> I didn't. It's been a long well, time. I know, I know that you. I know that you keep notes, but but Half the post the prep thing yeah. is actually a really keep, important. I don't thing. keep notes during the game. <clears throat> when the session's over, I type out what happened. I would write a synopsis. It's far shorter than Samantha's. It's usually like one paragraph. Not nearly as funny. No, it's not. It's like here's all of the plot points that happened. Here are the things I made up. How do I fit those in with what? Has yeah. already happened. Just keeping notes about what happened is completely different than you looking at it, going, "Oh my god, now I got to figure out." I have out to how figure to make out how work. all of those tentacles fit back together. That's a very different. That's point. not easy to do sometimes. No. However, I don't worry about it when I'm running the game. I worry about it later. Okay. See, but I you're think, prepping. Mm-hmm. You're doing post prep. It's po- it's, but, it's which is pre prep. It's it's it's, it's shitting out a bunch of puzzle pieces, and then once everyone's gone, uh-huh. figuring out how they fit together. That's what it is. It's not prep. It's I mean, yeah. prop. Probe. Oh, it's probe. Prep. That's, it's probe. That's your prep. Anyway. Um, but what I'm saying is, yeah. the, the ideas you come up with when you're sitting down to prepare for your game come from the same brain that you s- sit down with when you're at the table. 
And if you can let go of the fact that you're sitting in front of people and you feel like you're under pressure, you can come up with the same ideas just as good. Maybe even better, because now you've got input from other people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm sort of biased in this discussion because I do incredibly little prep for my games. As far as like, I make I make you props. Make, you make characters. I make yeah, I make characters. <laughs> I make props, and I have a basic idea of the setting. Normally, the night before. Yeah, absolutely, the night before. Unless she's got ponies to paint. Unless I yeah, the props I make many days before, but the characters. Curse that drying paint. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them might Super have been wet. Fucking annoying hair dryer, hair dryer. Um, <coughs> Every hotel room comes with one. <laughs> yes, they do. You're not wrong. Good for cosplay and for RPGs. Um, but I think that's because, like, we've been, you know, doing improv theater for so long. Like, when I was 18 and I started at FAIR, I would run out of things to say to people on the street. Sure. But we've had enough practice in real life where you're right there sitting, talking to somebody and having to, like, make that work, you know, or on stage when something happens, that we are very comfortable in our in our improbabilities. It all comes down to confidence. Improbabilities. Right. No, and I'm agreeing with you with that. It's an improbability so drive. Whatever <laughs> gives someone the confidence. Like, if, if having all those folders makes you confident, great. Yep. Like, then, if that's what gives you the confidence, awesome. Like, what gave me the confidence was, like, over a decade of working Renaissance Fair and having to talk to assholes trying to talk about my boobs. <laughs> like, no problem. I can handle anything my players throw at me, especially if it's historical. I can, like, figure it out. And Except you even have comebacks stupid. when they talk about your boobs. Oh, I have so many of those. Can you share a couple with me? Because the yeah. older I get, the more they're starting talking about my boobs, They're too. hanging. Yeah. They are. It's Yours awful. Yours are bigger than mine. Well, I know. Yeah. 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 Um, it's really but, not attractive. So manlier. Yeah, they're I think, not nearly as attractive on me as they are on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the push-up bra. Okay. Push Should I buy bra. one? A ma- the brosier? The wire underneath. Oh, of course. A brosier? Is this a thing? <gasps> no, there are brosiers. <laughs> That's an amazing Totally drawing. like there are Megan's. Hashtag Happy Jacks RPG. Uh, Seinfeld already did an episode. Hashtag brosier. Brosier. Um, there are no brosiers. But, but I no? think... I but swear there are. We need to copyright that right now. <laughs> no, it's on Urban Dictionary. Oh, okay. Um, but really? I think... I think as a GM, like whatever it is, <laughs> chat room's like, shut up and let's start talking about his boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but I think whatever as a GM gives you that Truth. confidence, if having all those notes and all that stuff prepared gives you the confidence to be able to work with your players, awesome. With me, it's a notebook that has like the mechanics that stress me out and some basic information about the the time period, if I'm running something time period, or if it's something that's completely out of my head, all the names of the people, because I suck at names, as you guys know. Um, Everybody does. It's do yeah. as a list. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I right. always have a list of names. Yeah, yeah. especially all the always main characters, because I'll be like, oh, queen, blah, 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 who's super important, and then like five minutes later, you I know, the queen, wrong, okay. whatever her name was, that queen is super important. But like, whatever gives you, whatever level of prep gives you that confidence is the right level of prep. And for Stu, yeah. it might be less. For me, it might be less. For Dave, it might be more. Um, Are you, you saying know. that that excessive amounts of prep is a crutch? No, I'm saying that excessive amounts of prep, if it You're makes saying you, that. I am saying He's saying Now, that. you know what, though? <clears throat> Crutches are important. They help you walk if you're hurt. That's true. They, sure. They, and you need training wheels before you can learn to actually ride a bike. That's true. I'm, Until, but how does everyone learn how to ride a bike? You, Dad lets go of the back of the seat. You. I got it. And I you got think it. You're he's fine. holding on That's to you, right. but he's not. not. You're ho- the bike is holding itself up because of centripetal force or whatever they call it. Centrifugal, whichever it is. <laughs> did you and say centripetal? Centripetal? 
Well, centripetal no. and centrifugal are two centrifugal. different things. Yes. I don't remember which yeah. one it one's is. One's on the outside, one's on the yeah. inside. Well, it's they're, they're almost like flywheels. I got it. Because it's the thing that stops it. Uh, yeah. Actually. Well, yeah, yeah, the two wheels are like are like flywheels. That's yeah. what stops you from falling over. Uh-huh. So, my, but my point is, you get tricked into doing that, and then you realize, oh, and I keep t- I kept telling my kids this when they both learned how to ride a bike. Over one summer, I'm like, you, both of you are going to learn how to ride a bike this week. And they're like, no, we can't, we can't. <laughs> get off the internet, stop looking right. at videos of it, so you're over-prepping. No, 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 wait, yes. what did, no, what did you do to teach your kids how to yes. ride a bike? I did exactly what my dad did. No, no, I you ri- didn't get on the I was bike. there, you got on YouTube, and you found a video about how to teach your kids how to ride a bike, which was your GM prep, and then you didn't let okay. them use RP, but no, you no, took no, off no, the pedals. No, no, you've zoomed in too close, you've zoomed in too close. <laughs> What I'm saying is... No, that's is, your GM prep. No. My, no, I'm not talking... The GM prep is being able to ride the bike. Okay. I'm talking... I'm I'm talking about at that level. You're, you're going... I'm pulling you're, back and you're seeing you as the GM. You're too meta. You're too I meta. I am meta with I the bike riding. What, I, what I'm talking about metaphor. is... What, it, yeah. It's the same thing with I'm swimming. Like, I don't it's Sorry, the, we both like experienced the kids learning to ride the bikes together. No, I got that. <laughs> it's the same thing with swimming. Yeah. Almost everyone is buoyant. But to swim, to teach somebody to swim, I taught your kids. You knew I know. The, you know about swimming, the ocean. You know what ocean is. But swimming, swimming in and of itself mm-hmm. has to do. A, you would agree with this a lot to do with the fact that you believe you can swim. Yes. It's not the struggle. Once and you stop okay struggling the water. and thinking that you're going to drown, mm-hmm. then you actually drown. Suddenly, if you relax, what happens? You, you drown. Dog paddle. You come up to the top of the water. Yeah. <laughs> you, you relax. You're like you drown. <laughs> See, and that's—I think that's a good point. Like the confidence level, and whatever makes you comfortable. Because, like, having taught kids to swim, having taught kids to ride bikes, like, there's some kids where if you plug their nose, suddenly they can do anything in the water because that gives them their confidence. That's their GM prep. Well, some kids like are fine to start with, right? And some kids, no matter what you do, unless until they have goggles over their eyes and like their yeah. nose is covered and they have got the whole big face mask, like they can't. Do anything in the water, but once they have that, suddenly they have the confidence to do anything. Don't, don't so I think again, like whatever level of prep makes you comfortable and yeah. confident enough to do your job as a GM, yeah, that's right. Until you realize you don't need any of it. There's also another aspect. <laughs> you, that's what I'm you saying. You know what? Though? Wasn't your at least your initial? That's game what I was prep? going to go with that. Yeah, I used to prep way too much. Well, no, no, but. When you start a game, yes, you, there's a little bit more, more prep than when Absol- the game is up and running. Absolutely, because you're yes. creating that world. You help well, you don't want to half-ass it when you start characters. a game. Yeah. So that prep, that's different. That's okay. world building. Okay. Really, even if you're playing an existing system or an existing setting, that's world building. That's coming up with your NPCs, the places, the the the, the areas where interesting things and are I, going and to I happen. And I think that's who, what uh, it's Alex, right? That's yeah. what Alex was saying that Axel. we. Axel. So long, Sorry, we forgot Axel. his name. Sorry, Axel. Um, Rose. But that's I, what he was getting to: is that you build all that stuff is in there as part of that world building to to build that game. Yeah. And then once you get going, and those training wheels are off. Right. Uh, and knowing what, what, he, what, speed. What, what, what he's talking about is he's saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have all my NPCs, I'm gonna have all my places, I'm gonna have some plot ideas, da da da, da this and that, and like, yeah, you just came up with all that stuff right off the top of your fucking head. Huh. But, see, like, okay, so for myself... <laughs> That's of, what I'm saying. One of the things I do prep is a list of names. Because on mm. the spot, even That's though I'm different. awesome at, like, RPing, like, characters, like, ask me to come up with a name, I'm like, Joe Smith. 
Deborah Joe Tom, Smith the second. Never tell about my Joe my, Smith the third. My orc orc yeah. brothers, the yes. orc brother yes. guards. <laughs> yeah, Don- yes. did. Donk and Bonk Don. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's what you said. They were McGuffin. recurring characters. We literally have a character in our five E game na- named, named McGuffin. Mary Sue McGuffin. McGuffin. Oh, 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 McGuffin. Because we were like, oh, McGuffin. The chat room is but religion was generic. Right, <laughs> generic, generic. You do you do the right thing for yeah. for all the right reasons. That I was mean, the savage was, yeah. world's fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think I think I think part, part of that awesome. prep and like something that people shouldn't judge is like there's some people who can come up with names off the top of their head but have trouble like creating a character. Yeah. So I think we all have strengths that we're great at. I'm not judging anyone. I'm not judging anyone. Just yeah, are, but that's no, I'm yeah. not. I am not judging oh, anyone. Rewind. What I'm saying is. If you step off the cliff, you won't fall. And if you do fall, so what? You just get back up. It's not a real They'll come cliff. back and play anyway. It's a fucking role-playing game. I, I am so lost in your analogy, but it's awesome. <laughs> what? I want that out. This is my little message on my alarm every morning. I like it. I'm just going to put a picture of Wile E. Coyote in a pit with a little little white flag. That's, that's <laughs> all it's going to be. And that's, that'll be his answer to you. It's not going to hurt. I'll be like, I surrender. That was awesome. Somebody timestamp that. That was cool. <laughs> That's very motivational. That's all I have to say about that. I, okay. I pretty much. I pretty much that, that's all I'm going to say, say about that. And very small. Little Somebody has to read a cautionary tale, tale from Mad King. Is it me? Is it back yeah. to me? Okay. No, I oh, no, not yet. Let me didn't read. Oh, go. A cautionary tale from Mad King Christopher. First I, always, I always imagine he types, he dictates these wearing robes. <laughs> yes. Right? Does with someone with like a, a quill yes. and like an ink? Yeah, absolutely. I and just, then they send it to someone else to type it into a computer. Yes. Oh my God. I just finished re- watching uh, The White Queen. If you haven't watched oh, that on Stars, yeah. super good. Wait, The White Princess or The White no, Queen? No, I haven't watched The White Princess yet because it's on <coughs> Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah, no, so the White Queen's sure. awesome. I have it on. It's DVD all Tudor too. history. No, it's out there right now. It's I, I was just watching. No, the White Princess is, but it's not for on Prime Street. White Princess free. just started, but the, the White Queen was. I don't know names. We just familiar. talked about how I'm bad at oh, names. From the White Princess, mm-hmm. thirteen, BBC. No, no. What's the name of the actress? I don't know her right. name. She was in thirteen. Carry on. BBC yeah. show. The awesome. Expanse. I thought the last <gasps> episode had happened. No, it's the and it wasn't. coming one. No, no, it, well, right? 13. 13 is the last one. Okay. But I thought it was 12, because 12 is yeah. like, what a great spot to end Holy the show. Crap. And then 13 came, and I, I know what's going to happen, because I've read all the books. Right. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. Even better place to end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's the best. How, to, how to design a cliffhanger. See, oh, my God. Torn. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, sorry, that Mad King Christopher, King Christopher got me off on the thing with the calligraphy and all this King stuff. Crimson. King yeah, Crimson. So. <laughs> Mad King Christopher. Okay. Um, I just finishing, finished listening to Happy Jack's RPG 1902. Those were good times. Good times. It's a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, were airplanes even invented back then? I don't know. <laughs> it was like. Have we really done 19 ago. seasons of this show? No, well, actually, 18. Yeah, because we skipped one. Shh. Yeah. Sorry? Secret. Eight years. God, it seems so I've been doing this podcast longer than I've known my husband. <laughs> <gasps> it's a thing. Like, it's an <laughs> it's actual thing. <laughs> So when he's like, um, what nights are you going to be home this week? I'm like, I'm sorry, this is a longer relationship than I've been in with you. <laughs> How long have you been doing the show? Eight years. I've been doing this podcast longer than either of Ten. my marriages lasted. <laughs> what? <laughs> combined? Bye-bye. Not combined, not Cheers. combined. Not combined, no. It's a different thing. Um, <laughs> Perhaps one of them was responsible for the dissolve mm. or maybe... Mm-hmm. No. no. During no, which, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. <clears throat> um, during which you all mentioned not... Oh, it's like 
he's like actually typing out y'all correctly. During which y'all mentioned not calling for a role if the info is necessary for the plot. If the role info is necessary for the plot. Dice rolls are for suspense and occasional randomness. Uh, only allow dice to steer the plot if you're willing to see how deep the rabbit hole go goes. Example, some 20 or so years ago, my fiancé, soon to be my first wife, and I lived in Wait, Athens. You notice first, first wife? wife. Yeah. <laughs> I think, There's a way this? to set your bar, man, I'm telling you. Did you write this soon? <laughs> you just said that. Okay, legit. My boss calls them W1, W2, and W3. Oh, I used to, too. <laughs> Not the, but the boyfriends. No. Dosekis. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, all right. Pro tip, don't ever introduce her as, oh, this is my soon-to-be first wife. <laughs> don't ever do that. <laughs> no, I think this is 20 or so years ago, so I think it's safe now. Okay. Oh, it is. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Lived in Athens. You would make a great ex Mrs. Venable. George, right? <laughs> 20 years. Are you sure it's, it's okay? Are you sure? 20, is 20 years enough? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Depending. I don't know. Sorry. Are you sure? Because I don't know if it is. So, Soon to be first wife? Yeah. So we game frequently with a gay couple, our best friends, capitalized. Best friends is their name. Um, you fry. Yeah. We were playing a hack-style games, i.e. our minds were trapped within the internet-slash-video game worlds by a villain bent on world domination. The GM called for me to make a skill check. I did, and I smiled. GM, you made it, right? Me? No. <laughs> but, uh, GM, but that's your thing. Your best skill. Me, still smiling. Rolled a one. GM, exacerbated. We'll roll it again. Boo! <laughs> Me. Jesus Christ. We'll Me. roll it roll again. again. Big maniacal smile. Trademark. GM. Bullshit. He marched across the room to look at the die in plain view. One. We players began laughing amongst ourselves while the GM retreated to his room to fetch a very nice looking box. There's a one in 400 chance of doing that, by the way. <laughs> We came <laughs> he carefully placed the box on the table, opened it, and reverently proclaimed, These are the dice of Ona Mona Hoi Hoi. They have never failed a roll. That in and of itself is amazing. Um, that's just amazing. Um, he withdrew a single shiny white D20 and carefully placed it in my hands. Somewhat sobered by his demeanor, I rolled the die. One... We players burst out laughing. The ridiculous of the situation, unbearable. The GM did not share our mirth and exclaimed in horror, What have, have you done, done to my dice? dice? We uh, weren't I hear that much all the time. moved by his horror. This is your life. Yeah. <laughs> I said that to you when I was GMing. Yeah. It only fueled our laughter. My daughter texted me when her first role-playing game, Star Wars. She goes, oh my god, it runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming this is true, that's a 1 in 8,000 chance. All right. Wow. wow. We players burst out laughing. The ridiculous of the situation, unbearable. The GM did not share our mirth, exclaiming, oh, what have you done to our dice? We weren't much moved by his horror. It only fueled our laughter. That session did not last much longer, and the game quickly petered out, too. I never found out if my run of bad luck crushed his dream, or if it was just another of our short-lived games. But I think it was the former. I still mention the game to him on the rare occasion that we speak. Not to be rubbed uh, in the uh, destruction of... Not to rub the destruction of his dice, 
but because I still hope to defeat the villain, one of the most memorable I've ever known. Mm. Today's lesson, don't roll the dice unless you're willing to abide by them. I think yeah. that is sound a- advice. This is clearly yes. the great GM in the sky saying, no, you're going to go with a fucking one. Well, and right? roll it again. One and eight thousand times? Yeah. But now he's got to improv, Stu, and people are terrified of that. And now he's got to, like, oh, you failed, uh, which is one of the reasons I like to say, oh, you failed. You tell me what happens, because yes. now I don't have to do it. Madrino in the chat room asks... Are, it's always worse. It's, it Madrino in the chat room asks, is this Stork's origin story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I and noticed... there was a little baby sitting between the dice. I noticed recently, I think when you played your glitter boy and you rolled a one, instead of... I rolled two ones. I rolled a critical so but instead oh, of, instead of the, the, the GM told you what to do, instead of you, instead of him asking you what you wanted to do, I think it's, no, he Dave didn't. should know better. No, he, he didn't. No, he no. Said, uh, the the what he had, I think what he had decided was that the because I was aiming my like horrible ass railgun, which uh-huh. does forty six, I know, forty so twelve plus six, and Bill knows too. And it, 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 I was aiming it. It was a very surgical shot to hit the bad guy and not hit everyone around him because they all clumped yeah. around him. Mm-hmm. Right, and you had your area effect. I remember you guys were placing it to like where you could and he, avoid. I, most I think of them. he had me roll t- two dice yes. to determine what it's distance a blast template. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to determine yeah. distance, and it would have landed, and it would have taken out. I don't know if it would have taken out Sam's character, but it would have hurt Sam's character. Yeah, would have taken out your character, and it might have taken. No, it wouldn't have taken out um, Bill's character. No. So Bill's character used his. He has a, a power because of the crazy. He has a uh, warp reality was, thing. Or yeah. no, it's not no, warp it's reality. Light. It's like no, because they're they're like destined to die. Yeah. Right. That's right. And it's like blaze of glory. Blaze, blaze of glory. It's called, that's it's called it blaze of glory. So he basically leapt up in front of the of the bolt from the or the the rail the thing yeah. from the railgun yeah, yeah. and diverted it and it exploded and killed him. Yeah. But he chose to do that. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because otherwise it's uh, Savage Worlds innocent bystanders, right? Yes. Yeah. If you roll. Well, no, it has an, it has an area effect, and he just moved the area effect by two d six, like one for direction yeah. and one for distance. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's the area effect, so everyone in this area is going to take this damage. Yeah. Which is four d twelve plus six or eight. I don't yeah. know. See, and Out. if I if it would have you would have taken out your character. You have failed. What have you done? Absolutely. I would have said my railgun explodes, destroying my suit and injuring me, which is much worse than what you did. I don't think that would have occurred to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I would have inflicted it on the rest of the park. Okay. Yeah. Well, and my favorite example of this is me destroying the underwater city. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. You oh, yeah. roll that like critical failure, right. and millions of people in the beautiful underwater city die because you were trying to hack a, a one of the to get like yeah. that's right. It was that was a Dave game. A couple ten thousand credits or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it was All like to ever. escape through the water pressure, like whatever it's called. Um, we were escaping on submarines or whatever, but it was yeah, an underwater city. But we it was underwater dicks. city, and I completely screwed up my hacking roll, which I was really super good at. You got two. I got you rolled. Yeah, you rolled it was a something two. super yeah, low, low. And um, yeah, so like millions of people died because I rolled really bad, <laughs> and the party ended up surviving most of yeah, us. Okay, yeah, yeah, but all the people died. <laughs> So live with it, and we it makes fun. great stories yeah. that you can tell on your podcast. Right? You start a podcast with your drunken friends someday. Yes. Everybody remembers the epic fails. You truly do. Those are the stories that you end up Airlock, telling Airlock, that's the word. That's Thank you, true. Mr. Ritter. 
And and yeah, you, sometimes you remember the critical hit, and, but there was a point. Yeah. And I jumped up there and I cut the dragon's head off, and everybody's like, yeah, whatever. For the most part, it's like I jumped up there and I missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, okay, now they now they're hooked. The failures make a much more interesting story, yeah. and those are the stories you tell. Still That's remembers still. that mm-hmm. I don't remember almost anything from that game, except, except, except that I killed millions of people. Yeah. Except I yelled at a guy and told him that I cut off his fingers. You did, remember yeah. That? I remember, I remember you saying, "I'm very persuading." <laughs> yeah, I, that's. I did. I, I in that same game, I rolled a I rolled a twelve on my deception roll because we wanted to talk to someone about bringing in fresh tomatoes because yeah. this place, this planet, was not agricultural. Right. And I had this like magnificent fast talk yeah. spiel at yeah. Dave, and Dave's like, okay, "What do you want from him? I just <laughs> want to walk in the door." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's those it's those epic moments, whether they're epic failures or yep. successes, yep. that really get stuck in your mind. It's really the fails. Like, I mean, it yeah, is, I mean, like is. you walking down that other hallway as your mage. We still talk what, about that. What other story from that yep. game ever survives? <laughs> yeah. Right, that one. <laughs> and the bear. And the I bear. Don't know if that's the, the, same ba- but the bear. The bear. The, yeah. The bear was the bear was us. Like that's why yeah. he doesn't prep anymore. That was like. Yeah. He was like, "All right, fine. You guys are just going to go that, off and kill him." Fuck that you. was the players <laughs> getting a critical failure on their perception roll yes. and right. looking for the plot hook yeah. on right. the newspaper. Yeah. But the still, clue bad. we actually, we, I actually, because that was the first time we played that game, and in many ways, we were like, "I want to shoot something. I'm going to shoot the bear." And we, I like, <coughs> "Oh, this is what exploding does." Oh, cool. So we shot the shit out of that bear. It was awesome. Yeah, you know, they were. They're just reminding me about the tappy one punching the yeah. The, Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Double God, backstabbing him because he had to go somewhere. He's well, like, I proved my point. I did what I needed to do. Bye. And we're well, like, what the fuck was that? I have destroyed this game system. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes badassery is definitely as oh, good yeah. of a story too. Sure. But that's where the randomizer is is fun because yes. it's not predictable. It's like, yeah, it's my best school, my skill, and I just fucked up. Right. So I think, yeah. I mean, even if like it is a big moment, and even if it's the skill that they're the best at, like. Yeah. There are times to roll, and even at those pivotal moments where yep. you're like, oh, this has to happen for the yep. game to move forward, no, like the game yep. can go in a cool new direction if yep. it's an epic fail. Yep. <laughs> and then there's a whole new story that will then live in infamy forever and, with your yep. group. And Stu used to sort of pull his punches when it came to dice rolls, and recently he's like, you know, I, I've been feeling the brunt of it. When you, when you roll damage, and you seem to roll max a lot. I'm like, you're like, look, this, man, look I, at all I these have tins. this tray right here, yeah. and it's sitting yeah. right here, yeah. and I roll them, that and if anyone like, wants to look, I they know. can look. I know. Was that a con- conscious evolution yes. of moments of truth? No. Uh, that w- that had to do with d- the logistics of of space I need to GM, because uh-huh. I have a, usually a laptop here, and I have an iPad here, and I have my dice here, and I push it a little bit forward so I have something to write notes on, and that's... It's just no, right but there. I just meant the number of dice rolls in that game. When we Stork and I both played in the conspiracy game? moments of truth. That's what I was just. In which moments of truth game? The the conspiracy game. Oh, right. versus mm-hmm. conspiratorium. Yeah. Okay. The next time uh, I played that game was uh, Vast Dominions. Yeah. And totally way more dice rolls. In yes. Vast Dominions or yes. in the conspiracy but is that game? that's why I was asking Best is that an evolution in kind of what you see as the game system or is that more people don't about like the people don't like taking failures that's the, the conclusion I came to so uh-huh. I got rid of that mechanic that stopped me from as a GM that stopped me from being stingy about asking the players to roll dice gotcha it's that 
Mm-hmm. Because no, it, it does. Interesting. It, 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 it causes you as a GM to say, no, you can just go ahead and do that. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> and again, I think that that's why the, what you failed, well, tell me what you did, causes the player to embrace their failure, and then it drives the story forward. Right. It, and it takes the onus off of you. We've talked about this numerous mm-hmm. times. I think it's an interesting mechanic, but I get it. A lot of people don't want to fail. They want to be super heroic, and they don't. And they don't right. even. They don't. They, mm-hmm. they don't even know how to fail. They're like, uh, the, the, the 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 thing that I got a. Uh, I don't remember who it was that told me this, but I got feedback from uh, one of the convention playtests I ran, and the guy said it isn't so much that I didn't. I, I didn't really mind failing. I didn't want to let the rest of the party oh. down. Oh yeah. That makes sense. And that's what it came down yep. to. And that's, oh, yeah, when, I, that's when I'm like, okay, I gotta change. I got pit, yeah. I, I piss people off. <coughs> right. My and sorcerer. you're just rolling dice. I'm just rolling dice. As opposed to saying, oh no, I fail. Yeah. Give me my Benny. That's true. Right. right. So alright. Should makes we call sense. it? Yeah. Sure. Alright. That's it. So thank you guys for watching. Um, today's Friday night, so we have our D and D five E game on Sunday night. If you want to turn it into live stream of that, um, if not, it will be available on the podcast right. and on YouTube later. And if you want to watch Jason, or listen later, Jason DMing that that's uh, the Desert of Despair. Absolutely, it will be episode five, six. five, four. six, five, six. Well, it's, it's including episode character four, creation. but character generation yeah. is considered zero. Exciting so. things are happening. Yes. things are beginning to. Yes. and that's in the Eberron setting. So we're actually using like a. Really well known setting for D anD D, and it's really an interesting campaign. Is it Eberron or Ebe Oron? Eberron, Eberron. Yeah, it, it, it's kind I of mean, a bleak setting. It's kind of like Deadlands. You want yeah, to you say can that? say Ebe Oron. Deadlands. Deadlands. Oh my God! Stop Deadlands. It. And then Monday we have our masks campaign. Masks. Um, yeah, just us. Hashtag heroes is the name of the campaign. Um, to just for you is our hashtag. Yeah. Um, and yeah, tune in for that. We're a bunch of teenage heroes who are not super great at getting being heroes yet, and we get a lot of detention. We might have. I have an idea. Now. I came up with an idea for a, yeah. um, a, Young Justice, a theme please. for it. Okay. But I need some information. I need the okay. name of the school, the okay. name of the characters. Okay. Wait, what? For a musical theme? Because oh. we're yeah. still looking for like a musical theme. Uh, okay. Although you're going to have to outright Bill because Bill's. Yeah, I heard Bill was starting too. Oh, you wrote one. He started check, to check in okay, with Bill. Right. Ready yeah. to collaborate. Well, whichever. That's yeah. fine. So and then we'll see you guys next Friday James for Howlett. the next episode of our podcast. Jib so. said L eight R guys. I'm like Legend later. Her. Legend of the Eight Rings? No. No. <laughs> no. That's what yeah. the first time you I fail at tooting. D- oh, yes. Dude. And check out our Patreon, happyjacks.org slash Patreon. And also stay yeah. tuned. We have a couple weeks left of fair and then we're gonna have some new campaigns kicking up and yes. some yeah. new programming. Um, and so maybe yeah. a second vampire game set in uh, a different era. Oh, nice. super exciting! Might be different players though. Different players, definitely. Will be I want to play. Yes. So thank you guys, and we'll see you later. Thank you for joining us for Season 19, Episode 5 of Happy Chicken Service Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Jim. Stork. And I'm still Kimmy. And we'll see you next week, 8 p.m. Pacific Time, right here. Happy Jacks and Rogue Slash Live. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll leave with a song. Michigan to Australia, and maybe East Timor, be a
As I went up to Derby all on the market day, I spied the biggest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay. Hey, ringle dangle, hey, ringle day, it was the biggest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay. The fleece upon this ram, sir, it reached up to the skies. The eagles built their nests there, yet hear the young ones cry. Hey, ringle dangle, hey, ringle day, it was the biggest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay. The horns upon this ram, sir, they reached up to the moon. A lad went up in April and didn't come down till June. Hey, ringle dangle, hey, ringle day, it was the biggest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay. All the boys at Darby come begging for his eyes. To kick around the streets far, they were football size. Hey, ringle dangle, hey, ringle day, it was the biggest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay. And all the women at Darby come begging for his ears, to make them leather aprons, to last them forty years. Hey, ringle dangle, hey, ringle day, it was the biggest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay. The men of Darby come begging for his tail To ring St. George's passing bell From top of Darby jail Hey, ringle dangle, hey, ringle day It was the biggest ram, sir That ever was fed on hay The butcher that killed this ram, sir Was up to his thighs in blood The boy that held the basin Was washed away in the flood Hey, ringle dangle, hey, ringle day It was the biggest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay Took all the lads of Darby to carry away his bones Took all the maids of Darby to roll away his stones Hey, ringle dangle, hey, ringle day It was the biggest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay The man that owned this ram, sir, was counted very rich the man that wrote this song, sir, was a lion son of a... Hey, ringle dangle, hey, ringle day, it was the biggest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay. Ringle dangle, hey, ringle day, it was the biggest ram, sir.